0: Hello and welcome to this and latest episode of the Ian Prendercast, Another Sports Podcast for I don't know what uh, twenty seven I think so twenty seven I think we've been twenty seven
1: for about three weeks and I'm ride. just trying to
0: think, I think we're twenty seven whatever doesn't really matter I'm Sean Peterbudge I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo, Fabian hello
1: Buonasera ragazzi
0: been a bit prickly today mm. <sighs> hopefully you perk up for the record it's great to have you here though thank you it's good to see you great. and Tim Davis.
1: Sean, how are you?
0: Yeah, well. What's going on with you?
1: Life's good. Busy, but life's good.
0: Excellent. That's that's a pleasure to hear. Uh do we want to start where we usually start with shout outs? Straight into that?
1: Yeah, you can whip around. Don't start with me.
0: Do you have a shout out? No. Okay. I'll start with shout outs then. I've got a few. Good. I, I, I had a feeling that Fabian would leave us high and dry for the second week running with the shout-outs.
1: Oh, <laughs> hard to move. <laughs> I don't walk around willy-nilly just handing out shout-outs. If you get a shout-out, you deserve it. If you get a shout-out,
0: he's actually done some preparation, which is a plus.
1: There was a requested shout-out on uh, the Twitter handle this afternoon? Was there? Yeah.
0: I didn't say that at all.
1: Oh, well, I'll run with that and I'll... Look after us from a technological perspective. Jesus Christ, can we just keep moving? I don't even know what's happening. Give us your shout-out.
0: I've got a special shout-out, a left-field shout-out. New Order released a live album two weeks ago. Excellent. Out-fucking-standing. I'd love to tell you what it's called, but I can't, because it's one of those stupid... It's got like a mathematical fucking artsy equation is the title of the album. No one knows how to
1: say it. E equals MC squared or something like that.
0: That's just bizarre, like why you would name something whether it be a movie or an album or a book, something that no one can pronounce because then they can't actually talk about your product. Yeah, so it's a So st- it's a bit stupid. This is, I'm going to say it, this is one of the best live albums, I reckon, of the millennium. Wow. Because you know what it is? It's everything a live album should be. You listen to it, it sounds phenomenal. It has no reason not to. You're obviously- also
1: 19 years into 1,000, so you can kind of go a bit earlier. It's a cool. But <laughs> Without the 981 years yeah. of reply. it have got,
0: got a long way for this to play out, <laughs> but I'm, I think it's a clubhouse leader.
1: What's the backwards E, the Greek backwards E? Epsilon. No, the capital one. I thought it was Epsilon.
0: Well, this is the problem. It's exactly the Bracket,
1: problem. Bracket, no, 12K, LG, 17, myth. MIF is Miff
0: is uh, Manchester International Festival. They recorded it in 2017 at the Manchester International Festival. Like it at a 12-piece synth orchestra and like an artistic accompaniment by a a British artist named Liam Gillick. But it's everything a live album. You listen to it and you go, "I wish I was there," because this sounds unbelievable. It is brilliant. Fabian wouldn't like it because they don't do the they don't do a lot of like the real um, obvious songs. Yep. So they do. Whilst Fabian's playing something in the background, it's a bit annoying. Um, this is, this is uh, disorder.
1: Disorder from the actual live album. Oh, Mipho, eh?
0: But uh, they don't do <laughs> like they don't do Blue Monday. They don't do Age of Consent. They don't do Temptation or The Perfect Kiss. Or but they do love bizarre or, love triangle. Love will tear you tear us apart. Whatever. They don't do all the like the classics hits, shall we yeah. say? But they do Disorder, which was the first time they played it live in thirty odd years, and it's brilliant. Yep. They do Subculture, which is unbelievable. They do a really good version of Bizarre Love Triangle. Good. Which is excellent. Um, Plastic, which is brilliant, was from their last I album. i got to stop playing tracks from the album. Uh, Your Silent Face, fantastic. The one that steals the show, and I know why they did it, because it's a bit of a deep cut. It's called um, Guilt as a Useless Emotion. And it was from a 2005 album, which was sort of like came and went. It is unbelievable. And I could not recommend, if you like New Order, if you like that kind of scene, give it a listen. Loud as you can, the best headphones you own, the best stereo—it's phenomenal. So Sweet. shout out, mind I'll you, their
1: 2017 album was called. I said that. No MC15, in 15. did
0: you? Well, it's recorded in 2017 at the Manchester International Festival.
1: No, but they've got a, like another album that was released in 2017. It's also got a weird thing that was recorded live. But anyway, mm. So it's their thing. So you didn't say that.
0: Okay. Fab's been—he's been a bit prickly today, as I said. Moving on. He's been a bit prickly.
1: <laughs> right, my first shout out. On the back of the World Swimming Championships, there was a performance last night by a Hungarian 19-year-old man, kid, named Christoph Milak. Person. Never heard of him until yesterday. Christoph Milak has managed to take 0.7 of a second at the age of 19 off Michael Phelps' world record for the 200 metres butterfly. Now, Phelps will go down as probably, not probably, he is the greatest swimmer of all time, Um. And that was his pet event. And he's dominated from the age of 15 when he won. He finished fourth at the Olympic Games as a 15-year-old kid. From that moment onwards, he dominated the sport for nearly 20 years. A guy that good leaves a stamp on the sport that is, in my mind, untouchable. Now, not only has he broken it, he broke it by 0.7 of a second, which in swimming terms is significant. And he's 19 years of age. And you just sit there and you're going, where is this kid? going to take this sport, if he can do that now?
0: Maybe the answer is nowhere. Could be Possibly a flash no in pan, He might be a flash no, in But, pan. but, but it, he was worth, been... it was worth a shout out.
1: Look, at the end of the day, he, he won the event by nearly three seconds. He, he beat Chad LaCloe. And Chad LaCloe, the South African, is one of very, very few swimmers that has been able to beat Michael Phelps. He's no mug. And he's and he's been he was dominant himself at a Commonwealth le- uh, level for nearly fifteen years. So to do to him what he managed to do last night and still be a teenager, unbelievable. Dominant at a Commonwealth level. Yeah, it's a bit like saying you got it in dominated that down at the. E- e- oh, e- Chad e- was winning e- e- world, e- in world in championships soccer. though too. So I, I mean, look, we saw. All I'm saying is we saw Chad LeCleio at his best a lot because we got him every other two years at a Commonwealth Games, as well as what he would do at an Olympic Games level and a World Championship. I'm
0: more than happy to take Tim's word on this because if anyone knows swimming, it's Timbo. It's Timbo. Old Hulk.
1: Peter van den Hoogenband. Peter van den Hoogenband, No sign of Hyman. <laughs> Whatever happened to Peter?
0: Did he kick on, so to speak? Uh,
1: look, he came back the next year after... He, he won the 100-200 freestyle double in the Sydney Olympics. Mm. Uh, and he came back four years later... And uh, he 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 was one of very few people to ever have been able to knock off Ian Thorpe. But four years later, Thorpe had his measure. Well,
0: Thorpe, he, had the, he was sick, no, wasn't he? He?
1: Wasn't. he just got beaten.
0: I, I'm, I thought in in, in, the, in the Sydney one, he wasn't feeling well.
1: No, nah, nah, he got beaten by a better swimmer.
0: Oh. Well, he beat him later on.
1: Can we take a yeah. trip down Prendercast memory lane? Okay. Do you remember my gag about... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> when you mentioned Inga De Bruyne, or Bruyne or whatever, and I just said, <laughs> Kevin's mum?
0: <laughs> that was worth halting the pod for yeah exactly right
1: exactly right oh, your, next, oh. your, your next shout out 10 minutes shout-out. about a new water live album What 10 minutes have only been
0: running for I'm, I'm happy with that 7 and a half minutes um, my next shout out Zlatan did
1: you see one, what did Zlatan did no I didn't
0: Zlatan I didn't. talked the talk then what did he do Fab
1: he walked the walk he
0: scored a hat trick in the LA derby <laughs> after pointedly saying to the ESPN reporter I don't know who it was
1: street fighter style kung fu someone through the air with a single hand, yeah. single palm. He scored some very good goals too. He sent uh, this young kid after he scored this pearler from outside the box. He likes He's, he's he gone 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 to run style. away to celebrate, and he's just one of the opposition players. was Just there, and he's just he's just giving him the the don't argue <laughs> to get out the way. But this he skidded. Watch him. the foot. Watch the footage. This kid legitimately goes flying. He
0: saw him at the last minute. and He was like, "Oh, get out of the way!" And he like knocked him, and the kid literally got airborne. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was phenomenal, but did he, he get a yellow card for that? No, no. Like no. That?
0: But the thing, he got a he got a reprimand for elbowing a man in the face uh, <laughs> just recently. But no, during the week, he'd basically be rather pointedly to ESPN said, "I'm the best player in the league," and you know he had a few things to say about Carlos Vela, which was funny, and then uh, went out on the weekend against Carlos's mob and buried
1: him. The guy, one guy said, oh, "Carlos Vela's had X amount of goals and X amount of assists in the league," and was Zlatan asked him. Yeah, you know, how old is he? I think he said at least like 20, 29 or twenty eight or whatever it was. Mm, yeah, he's, in, he's mm. in his prime. So Latan goes, "Yeah, where was I in my prime? Where was I in my prime?" <laughs> <laughs> the guy goes, "Yeah, Europe." Yeah. Exactly, it's a big difference. He but always you kind says of that, don't want to be shit canning your own league in a way, but again, it, he obviously understands his the brand role of Zlatan comes age. first, Timbo. Yeah, 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 he's taken the piss. Yeah, oh, absolutely, no doubt.
0: That goal he scored on his debut for the LA Galaxy. Is that the kung fu? <laughs> Ludicrous. Yeah. He's taken that. He probably could still be starting for United. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Got another shout out, Timbo.
1: Yeah, a little bit left of field, and it's certainly not somebody that you guys are going to know. Tim, oh. but you've never been in the right field, mate. No. You've, true.
0: You could, true. Just, you could just literally, you could be playing that guy, Boulder Dash. You would just be making people up.
1: Yeah, except, but people go, could be a person <laughs> but the uh,
0: Chechnyan uh, Alpine skier, <laughs> yeah. Mirko oh, Zlatomach. <laughs> you go, oh, What do you get up to?
1: Yeah, no, so my shout out this week, on the weekend over in um, Europe as part of the Golden League Athletics, oh. uh, an Australian woman by the name of Katrina Bissett, probably Katrina, but anyway. Biscuit? Bissett? Bissett, Uh as in wee Georgie, which might mean something to you, might not. Katrina Bissett broke a 43-year-old Australian record. Oh high jump? In the women's 800 metres. So it was originally held by a woman by the name of Charlene Rendina Who ran a 159 And it's taken 43 years for that record to get beaten Does so, that
0: say more about the state of Australian athletics?
1: It probably says a bit about how good Rendina was at the mm-hmm. time yep. And the dearth of talent in those sorts of events over a period of time Because that's, that's a long, long time It's too yeah. long It's absolutely too long You know what else is going to be too long? This pod. This pod.
0: <laughs> well, you we got more to say about that, or is that it?
1: No, no. Look, it was brief. There's not a lot of detail. At the end of the day, she's managed to do what hasn't been able yeah, to be done. A fantastic and, 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 and if she's the catalyst to improving our, um, our middle distance running over the next couple of decades, what fantastic. What is the
0: um, – is it the long jump record that stood in the men's? Bob Beeman. That stood, f- like, forever?
1: Yeah. But then he did it at altitude and all that sort of stuff, but he broke the world record by a foot at the time. <laughs> so I, I, I'm talking about – I'm talking about Milak – Milak when he when he broke his like he's beaten by point seven of a second which isn't that long a period of time long enough but obviously it's you know every improvement is incremental <laughs> just With, <laughs> in, in in field events particularly That's like jumps Jimbo events, got a text <laughs> yeah. but um, in jumps events yeah. you're breaking world records by two five. 7 centimetres. beat this by 12 inches. Exactly right. But as they said, it was Mexico City. It was at altitude. Was that in 1960? It was 68. 68 Mexico Olympics. And it's it's genuine. Has anyone come close? No, no. Mike Powell beat it. Mike Powell jumped 895. I'm
0: talking about the one that's... Isn't there a record that's... Like, what's the oldest or the longest standing athletics track record, like track and field record? I thought it was, there's one that's, whether it be long jump or high jump or something that's, that stood well, for quite a while.
1: High jump is Javier Sotomayor from Cuba. Of course. Um, Old Fidel's mate. Yeah, he was doing that probably late 80s, early 90s. So that stood for a while. Maybe uh, I've got my wires. I remember someone, I don't know if it was... I mean, a, the record was always the long jump, but but it's, I mean, obviously... Cause,
0: but when was that broken?
1: Well, I think it was 91. Um,
0: that might be the one I'm thinking of. I know there's one that's, that's 90, been around it for... It was 90s. Forever. I mean, it,
1: it took him 30 years to beat it, basically. And it stood... If that's the one I'm thinking of, it stood yeah. for 30 years. And don't forget, Carl Lewis won four Olympic gold medals in a row in this event, and, was, and he's possibly the single greatest sprint athlete. Well, Usain might go past him, but Usain Bolt was never a long jumper either. But for the dominance that Lewis had for mm-hmm. four Olympic Games, not to be able to take a world record in that era... Did he come close? Oh yeah, well, I, th- I think in there was a classic world championship in Tokyo where, of course, Powell, what year? Give it to us. You do well, think it is? You've got to say it
0: like Chapelle and those. Well, no, I, I think remember the tour of the Caribbean non, I back believe in sixty-eight,
1: nineteen ninety-one, and Tokyo and ninety-one. Lewis and Powell were going jump for jump, and finally, Powell to have been wins there. the event, breaks the record, goes eight ninety-five. I think maybe at some point along the way, and I don't want to get this wrong, I think Lewis might have broken the record, but it was wind-assisted, so it's not um, a legal jump.
0: That's a load of shit.
1: Well, I mean, you can't, you know, there's got to be a limitation, but you can't have a howling gale, you know, blowing behind why you. Why don't
0: they have pits at both end ends?
1: So you run into the wind? Yeah. Well, why would you want to do that? <laughs> why don't
0: they have pits on, like, an axis, then? Yeah. Four. But
1: then you've got 30 seconds to be able to jump, so if, if it's... If you've got a, a win behind you, maybe you've got to wait till it drops a little bit so you still get some benefit but not at, at its hailing highest. Mm. howling highest. That's a fair point. Know. Well,
0: I'd like that shout-out. My shout-out, I've got two more. Go Jesus two more Christ. I have one more. Because we know that you don't come to the table with any.
1: Yeah, we got one the each, Fabian. And the listeners appreciate it.
0: My shout-out, Timmy Murta.
1: Oh, You've stolen my shout-out. Timmy
0: Murta. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just rattle off a list of names here for you. Wazi Akram. Jacques Callis, Curtly Ambrose, Shane Warne, Murali, Brian Lara, Sachin and Ricky Ponting. Timmy's put one over all of them. They are out and out legends of the game who are not on the Lord's honour board. Wow. Timmy will be there forever.
1: I love it. And he was took, born in England.
0: <laughs> born in England. Took five for 13 yesterday evening against the English as uh, the Irish skittled them for 85. So he'll be up on the Lord's board. And the reason I bring that up is uh, first time Ireland had played England in a test. All that for 85, phenomenal. Um, but when I went and did the Lord's Tour, the lovely old MCC tour guide, they're very, very proper, exactly as you'd imagine them to be. You go all around the facility and you go into the rooms and you see the honour board. And he told a lovely story about uh, Raul Dravid. And he said, Raul Dravid made his 100 and he got on the honour board and whatever the the tour of England was for the Indian team. Uh, usually, I think he said, he told us what the time is. They turn it around pretty quick. They added the honour board relatively sharpish. And he said... Um, Raul Drava turns up one day, sort of four five, six months later, with his family. And they said, Oh, Raul, the, the chairman of the whoever was there, the manager or whatever, the came down and met him and said, It's lovely to see you. And um, Raul paid. He said he insisted on paying to do the tour so he could show his family the honor board that his name was going to be on forever. And I thought, oh, that's a really quaint, like English classic cricket. Story
1: And he, they misspelled it. Please tell me that. No, no,
0: story. no. no. He said, but he said, he goes, oh, we thought Oh, was coming down. And when he explained, oh, I'd, I'd love to show him my family. You know, you can imagine as a small boy on the streets of wherever he was from in India growing up and knowing about the history of the game and then playing the game. And you, you look at those legends who were never able to pull off our performance good enough to get up there. Five wickets in an innings, 10 wickets in a match or 100. Yep. And you just think it was this nice thing where and he said, no, I insist on... Coming in and seeing and showing my family the board, and said, oh, it's a really nice thing. So that's something that old mate uh, Timmy Murtar.
1: And is Tim, Marti- Tim Murtar thirty eight years of age? Thirty eight.
0: <laughs> he was playing for Middlesex. I think he was playing second eleven. Wow! And he's come and, and played at Lords and, and five for thirteen.
1: And he's bowling like one hundred and eighteen kilometres <laughs> an hour or something like that, and just it, sw- sweeping, and it sweeping it, like it, Fantastic! You would have yeah. thought it was was him
0: just yeah, bowling in slow wow. motion. And then my final, because uh, I thought that was your shout out as well, Timbo. My final shout out: left field again. I've fallen down the YouTube rabbit hole this week. Oh, yes. I want to pay special shout out to one of the great reality TV shows of all time.
1: Um, Dr. Fad.
0: Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, what yes. a show. Have you ever seen it, Fad? Yeah. You know where he goes and fixes up the shit-ass restaurants? And swears oh, like a... Seriously. I someone watched- breaks down. Someone oh, starts crying. I would have watched 15 of these in the last couple of days. Oh, I love them.
1: Why would you want to turn around someone who can't even hold a kitchen?
0: It's brilliant. You with know it's an appropriate standard. You, they, you know this is just going to turn these to shows. Shit. They have it. They have a like a, a frequency to them, and you, they're so brilliantly mapped out. And every episode's the same. So when it, when one comes out of the box, it's great. He rocks up to the restaurant. You've got a bunch of idiots who think they can like just because they eat, they can run like the most difficult business in the world, a restaurant. They go to the kitchen. The kitchen's overstocked and it's dirty and they don't clean anything. They've got like 150 capsicums in the in the food storage thing. Why? Why, Tim? Why have they got so much stock? And Ramsey's just going, oh, my God. They've got chicken everywhere. It's bagged up. It's in freezers.
1: Full of salmonella.
0: Full of salmonella. The, one guy, they gave him a uh, – I don't know if it was like a lobster tail or something. And the guy like – he ate it and then was feeling sick because the lobster was decomposing and the ammonia was seeping out of it. He was going to kill someone. And Ramsey goes, we have to call the ambulance. All happening. And then, of course, the highlights come when, when it gets so bad that he gets on the tools. When that happens, you're in for a show. Yep. He goes, I'm taking the reins. And he gets behind the, the stoves and he starts
1: making shit. That's when it's a good He act. always halves the menu. Well, that's yes. simplified.
0: They're, they're fab. These restaurants that are serving fifteen—not even—they're serving eight people a day. They've got sixty items on the menu. Yeah. No, they do none of them well. It's not like they do a couple of really good signature dishes.
1: Well, as you say, you can do four and just say Excelently. do your four well. Or have you ever been? And I'm going to get this oh, wrong. There is a restaurant on. I want to call. I want to say that it's Domain Road in Melbourne, opposite the McDonald's. Royal Botanic Gardens. Register. No, it's a. It's an upmarket restaurant. It's called Leon. L'Entrecote is what oh, it's called. No, and they have one dish. What is it? Legumes. Yeah, steak with fries. Okay, or steak frit or whatever. Yeah. whatever the whatever the French version of uh, steak and fries. Do they do it well? I do it unbelievably. I mean, you would like to. It's a pop, very very popular spot.
0: You sit there, Tim. You watch Ramsey's Kitchen
1: Nightmares. And you're going, they've been, they've been, they've probably been down the rabbit hole with Gordon Ramsay as well. It's
0: been, it'd be, it'd be like you and me leaving here tonight and deciding we're going to open a restaurant,
1: and all we're going to make well, is what, no. But
0: it's not, it's not. It's like <laughs> what culinary experience do we have? None. <laughs> what business experience do we have? None. None. <laughs> so what are we going to make? We'll just make as much shit as we can think. Yeah, yep. Who's going to cook it? We'll just toss a coin. Yep. And you're the chef,
1: and it's it's brilliant. And you're on decomposing lobster detail. And he just and it's
0: like. <laughs> The frequency of the show he goes and he dines, he's repulsed. Occasionally, he has something and likes it, and once again, that happens infrequently enough
1: for it to be good. That's on the menu, yeah.
0: He's like, oh, that's actually that's actually not bad. I'm surprised.
1: Just this is entrecote, yeah, steakhouse and cafe. There you go.
0: And then, lastly, my
1: have a f- look at the menu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> won't take long. The last thing that I love about it is when he finds his kindred spirit on the waitstaff. There's always like one person who's like on the same wavelength as him. He's like, this place is shit. on. and they go, yeah. <laughs> and then, like they're they're friends. trying to save for five years. Yeah, so Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares truly TV does not get better. There you Made go. a good episode of Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares.
1: I, I do accept that. I must say, when you watch like um, when you'd see Marco Pierre White in mm. any of his shows, just tearing shreds off people. But they these think are very good it. good chefs. Like no, they, there's there's more, mate. You've got other cart menus and stuff. Well, when I went, maybe it was like a lunch menu. Maybe. Well, I went there for dinner. <laughs> He was there for breakfast <laughs> They stooged you <laughs> Watch this idiot There's nothing on the menu you Steak and chips prize. Oh sweet Admittedly we went probably five years ago So things have obviously changed And it's been established for a while So if they've extended their menu what they got Good on, luck to them And they
0: got a few more things have they? Yeah. Okay
1: just, just, Let's not take over the pod for my but yeah, gastronomic uh, experience
0: But like I said it's just kitchen Oh, It's just so good
1: Final shout out Okay from one of our uh, listeners, clearly. Was and this a, the-
0: a mailbox thing?
1: Yes, it was. On- well, we'll
0: save it for the mailbox.
1: Well, did you, well, are you aware that in the mailbox there was a request for a shout-out? We'll get to it in the mailbox. Are you going to look at it? Are you?
0: Yeah, I was going to open up all right, Twitter.
1: All right, well, I will, did uh, it just, I will cool my jets.
0: Did they just respond to the initial... Uh-
1: I believe so. they got the Entrecote Royale cheeseburger as I said, I haven't been there for five years. Maybe I'll check out the Royale cheeseburger. They call it a Royale with cheese. That's what they do in France. I don't
0: know. Do we have a shout-out there, Timbo?
1: Well, you look at it. Well, as I said, we can hold on to it, but it was... Well, if I miss it, you just will double back around it. All right, excellent.
0: Um, we're going to move on to the AFL now, because a fair bit was happening in the AFL last week. And I want to start with uh, umpiring.
1: The conspiracy theory.
0: You'll like this, Fabian. Steve.
1: <laughs> Steve, Steve Madden. Steve, Steve
0: Madden. Steve Hawking. He's talking about everything but the ele- elephant in the room. Yep. He's talking about everything but the elephant in the room. And I th- I honestly think that Saturday night's debacle got to the stage where we actually can't ignore that because that's that's just horrific.
1: The only thing on Saturday night that saved the AFL's ass is there was an equally poor free kick to Ben Brown... Three minutes earlier, so the two cancelled one another out.
0: True, but my point, like, it's just this is the only part of the game that seems to be immune from scrutiny.
1: But not only is it immune from scrutiny, like, we always talk about skills in football. The only skill in football that has not been improving is goal kicking. Well, the skill and the art of umpiring and umpiring well and to be seen but not heard type Mm. situation that a good umpiring performance brings... The umpiring is at its absolute lowest nadir. We will, I've never seen it worse.
0: We will talk if I've, we will talk about the Carlton game specifically in a second, but we'll use that as a metric because you and I were both there. Do they? And this is my. I said to Dad, "I okay, go, would they leave the field at the end of that game?" People hung around to boo them off the field. Yeah, like dead said, as silly as that sounds. How were
1: they all not arrested?
0: No, but people. Yeah, well, they obviously just booed and didn't call someone a bald flog or, you know. But do they seriously leave the field of play to 30-odd thousand people booing them off the ground and not think, do we do a good job today?
1: Well, by the same token... Putting
0: partisanship aside, they seriously sit there and go, everyone in here thinks we did a shit job.
1: There's a lot of games of footy where a group of umpires will be booed off the ground because invariably the supporters of the losing side don't want to think... That their side wasn't good enough to be able to win the game and they need someone to blame. What was the flip side here, Timbo? The people booing with the winners.
0: The supporters of the winning team were booing them from the field. And it's just a small thing where you sit there and go, when they're leaving the field, do they stop and think, 30,000 people think we were terrible today? Is there something in that or should I just ignore it?
1: Well, I guess at the end of the day, they have a boss... They have someone to be able to report to, and they'll review the game, and they will tell them whether they got them right or not. If your boss is telling you constantly you're doing a good job, Timo, eh? you need to change anything about your the way you go about it? Probably not. And this is the thing. But but what they're saying in the media, and they seem to defend what I would consider bad decisions in the media almost, you know, every single time. Granted, on the weekend they recognise that those two errors in the Brisbane North Melbourne game were indeed errors. So at least that was refreshing. What was, what was the other error? The, there was one the Ben Thompson. Brown where Ben Brown went up for a uh, was it a, a ball up. Yeah, and he was there was a bit of contact and he's gone down as if shot and and it was like was, the Max
0: Gorn rule effectively. You know he puts yeah, his hand stuck out, stuck
1: his arm out, and he he's gone down like a sack of potatoes. they have been paying that all year. <coughs> it wasn't a free kick. And, and they recognised that it was. not and, and I think there'd been a couple of calls earlier in the year where they were saying that Ben Brown was staging for free kicks. He and that's what it awfully looked like.
0: Well, this is a shout-out to uh, one of our users on Twitter, Matt Gleeson, who actually put it very succinctly, and I, I, I bookmarked the tweet to bring up in just this instance, knowing we would be talking about this. He made a really, really excellent point where he said... Um, and I'm paraphrasing him a bit here just for the sake of brevity, said the rules have been slowly but surely modified and tweaked over the years to the point that they are so open to interpretation, they are so vague, deliberately, so that the AFL can actually justify every decision. Every decision. And I actually, I thought that's that's pretty much spot on. They've tweaked the rules to such a degree, hands in the back are now out, so a push in the back can be a push in the back, back to the way it was, Everything is so open to interpretation, it's so grey, that I could make a decision diametrically opposed to a decision you make, and they're both right.
1: Yeah. And and look, I'm a big believer that those interpretations are all born to be able to make it easier to umpire Mm. and keep it black and white, and that's why... The hands in the back rule just became you put your hands anywhere near him, it's a free kick. Which, which was because ridiculous, it made it wasn't it? Because it was not then not in the spirit of the game and it was dumb. Yeah. And it actually requires an umpire to have a little bit of footy smarts and understand, you know, yeah. a bit of ruck craft, big boy, you know, Word all that sort of I stuff. Like- but then in the end, it was it was Lee Fisher who fucked up oh, the. And that um, was the
0: most disappointing part yeah, about that decision. You, you
1: had nothing to fall back on and you go, had- this should be better because. But look, at the end of the day, you made a mistake. And poor, poor what, what's Thompson. Scott Thompson. Mm. Did you hear what happened to him during the game? I Did <laughs> to add insult to injury, Fab, he's he's taken one of the best defensive marks of the season. Used his body magnificently. Watched the ball all, book, all the way. Taken the mark, gotten rid of his opponent, or did it all with a ruptured testicle.
0: What? Yeah, You exactly right. A, got a back, a heel to the nut. Yeah, that's right. And Just he, had, he was chasing he someone down and in, in the back, obviously. Was it Charlie Cameron? I don't know. And he, in, he's got his heel as he was sort of chasing him down to the Jats, and it ruptured his neck. Well, his I have testicle. a shout-out
1: now. Shout-out to Andy Buck, <laughs> whose testicle I ruptured in at <laughs> uni. What on earth were you doing? I was yeah. having it. We are playing soccer lunch, day. Indoor soccer. <laughs> <and> Devon Brown. <laughs> I had an open goal, and desperation Andy's slid across and I've got him full whack. He's had two kids since so he's fine. So the other one works well. He, he, pissed, he pissed blood for a while but on a related shout out he got the snip this week so shout out to Andy's testicle.
0: Shout out to Andy Buck. Just uh, hope you're going well buddy. Um, and just before we move off umpiring, every time one of these happens you get the media come and they run interference. Oh it's the hardest game in the world. Oh it's so difficult. To, you know what? If they want, if they're worried about umpire pathways and less people taking it up, you know what they just need to do? Put an ad out saying how much you get paid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Get five
0: grand a game. Yep. I would let you call me whatever the fuck you want <laughs> to be at the MCG between what? What are they? What time do they reckon they get
1: there? Twelve thirty. You shaved ape as yeah. you said in your text message today.
0: I get there at twelve thirty. Umpire the game. Call me anything you fucking want.
1: Yep. I. I... That's the and That I, should be the I, carrot
0: at the end of the pathway is you get really well paid. You can actually do this casual job mm. for your yearly wage.
1: Do they think they're somehow part of the game? Yes. That's an issue. That's a huge issue. But then, like, why have they got numbers on?
0: Um, I, I only think that's...
1: Like, why do they need numbers? That's actually not a bad point. All right, so we can identify, oh, that's, uh, for example, Matthew Nickel. Who give a fuck who it I, is? I, I hate it. It's just I hate fire. it with a passion. No, I, why hate, I hate why okay, are they? I hate that. Raise a ray. No, no, no. They they're them. mic'd up. I get the mic'd up. No, yeah. no, no. Because you want to know. Yeah, the mic'd up makes yeah, sense. But they're using it as a. I oh, got a great rapport with the players. No, but the mic, the, mi- the I mic'd give up. A
0: shit. No, the mic'd up has to stay because you don't want to be sitting at home and telling going, well, "What was that
1: for? What the hell was that for?" The umpire what on says, earth could you possibly okay, have seen so they give that. the explanation and you still think, "What
0: was that?" At least you know what it is. At least
1: you can you understand why he's made the call. He may have still made an error, but at least he says. um you got him over the shoulder. You got him high. The first contact was high. Whatever and that, it happened and, and to that's it. all it's for. And 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 I'd wear that. Yeah. Because it's a t- it is a tough game to umpire. It's but not it's...
0: Tim. Stop indulging it. Well, Tim.
1: no, no, it's not. Anyone, Have you ever done any, it? Yeah. And guess what? The decisions I made
0: were the, the decisions ones that you I saw. Made, the and you were saw of. and
1: were certain. That's it. If people say Fab, you missed thirty free kicks. Fuck it, bad luck. But guess what? When I blew my whistle, it was correct, and that's all we want. Yeah. Because if it's a fifty-fifty con, don't pick something out. It's like anything. I'm a big though. believer in. play on. Play on is the most important the whistle, tool. It feels great, I blow the whistle. I get the the, the crowds engaged. Oh, I think it's for me. No, it's not for you, mate. The the team who you've given the award of the free kick to is cheering. And that's what it is. It's the theater of the whole thing.
0: I think it's, it stinks, too, this idea that in the search for perfection, in the search for everything to be 100% right, we're going through it with the score review, we've been through it with cricket and all manner of other sports, you're never going to be perfect. No. But what everyone expects now with all the replays and the coverage is perfection. Yep. And the, the AFL, the umpires are sort of bored into that a little bit. What they did on Sunday was a step in the right direction to say, we got that rails right, wrong. Not, no, we defend that decision, that de- decision was correct. Just admit it. No, we got it wrong.
1: Do-, do they spend hours and hours on all the talkback shows? Do they spend hours and hours going over the decisions that were missed? No, because they're the I mean, ones that matter. Right? They go over the ones that were paid. Oh, this was a free... They paid this free... Because no one gives a fuck. If it's missed, it's missed. If it's missed, it's just missed. It's gone. Yeah. All right? It was like the Collingwood game. So just a few missed, but you're going, oh, well. Yeah, but look. it happens. If you let it go... Yeah. The game will balance itself out. Pay the obvious one. Tim gets a massive shove in the back. By the way, it's easy. I can see it. Yeah. You're yeah. just there to officiate what everyone can see. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. In, look, in the Collingwood game, there was... Why do some... Sorry. Why do some umpires, two players going for the ball, or someone gets wrapped up, blows the whistle straight away, ball up. And another umpire, umpiring in the same league, will wait and wait and wait. And then depends where the No depends legitimate where the, attempt What the fuck It's the same thing I think why it depends did, Where the ball is too yeah. No but sometimes they I'm, just, not, I'm not defending it, I think it they, they just blow it ball. And ball oh. it up And the other times They just wait for oh, I'm going to pay a free kick here Which is why that free kick To Caleb Marchbank In the Brisbane game When he was trying to oh, Progress ridiculous. the game And got caught holding the ball And you're going that, ten meters That's, metres that's, out that's from goal. not a free kick And it's definitely Not a free kick there And others would say It doesn't matter where it is And it's sort of like Yeah maybe However We're trying to understand That it's got to be absolutely certain if it's in the, the teeth of goal for the, the opposition. The directive that they're given is hundred percent wrong. Commentators say it when there's three ball ups in a row; they say it. There'll Wait, be a cheap one here. Wait for a free kick to be paid out here because yep. it's obviously a directive. We're going to move the game on. Yep, because there'll be moans and stuff.
0: Tough. Speaking tough shit. of directives, oh, conspiracy theory, Timbo.
1: Oh, I'm all over it. So. Saturday,
0: Saturday's game had that smell about it.
1: What well, forty three points in front, and Carlton players queuing up to kick goals. It, it had a it, smell. It, it had every bit of eighty points plus. It had a smell all bit. over it.
0: The AFL weren't going to affect the outcome. No,
1: but no, going what we going to affect the margin. What
0: we need to manage is the margin. Is we can't have we can't have the fucking seventeenth best team beating the eighteenth team by, by 12 goals yep. because this team's been battered for weeks. We, we can't have a, another negative swell. So we started to, We, as you said, we got to that seven goals and looked very comfortable and then all of a sudden it became very difficult.
1: But realistically too, if if they have any um, any inkling at the moment that they're a chance to be able to give a priority pick, whether it be a prior to the first round, mid-first round, end of first round draft pick to Gold Coast as part of their you know rebuild... Mm-hmm. Go your hardest. If anything, you should be doing it the other way around and giving Carlton every free kick under the sun and leading him win by another hundred. It was
0: bizarre. It just had that feeling. As I said, I, I said it on the Twitter and I said in the text. I think it just had that feeling that we're not going to affect the winner and the loser. We're
1: going to keep it close.
0: We can't have it blowing out. So you're going to win, but you're not going to have it. So it'll be interesting this week. I think they play the Bombers up there. Yeah, they do. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I'll actually make a point of watching that just to see... If there's a, How does, does a similar feel. If there's a similar feel.
1: No, it'll be open. It's an eternal win by 100 plus points.
0: Will they be allowed
1: to? Yeah, absolutely. It's not Carlton. True.
0: The other point on the agenda this week was the mid-season trade. Now, I've got a couple of issues with the mid-season trade. I don't have an issue with it existing as such. Yep. But what I've got an issue is what it represents from an AFL management point of view. Again, it's another half-pregnant idea. Oh, we're going to introduce it, uh, but there's going to be some provisions... Uh, With you know Who's eligible No You either have it Or you don't Yep It's only open to players Who have played um, Less than 50% of the games Well what's the point Yeah And Don't be Don't be Seduced by this January transfer window Or whatever it is In the states And whatever You know why they work Particularly in Europe Because it's money Yeah That's what you're selling for And it's hope Cash Yeah Whereas here It's what you're going to get Later on Yeah yeah, picks in the player, so the currency is the same.
1: So well, sit the one and go, fascinating what's the thing point? is, like, if if Carlton's a contender next year, and let's humour ourselves and say that we are, and there's a mid-season <laughs> draft, it's humorous. And, uh, and Cruiser goes down, and we turn around and we say to Hawthorne, "Give us Ben McAvoy, and we'll give you whatever." My the million-dollar question to me is. Are we loaning Ben McAvoy to the end of the season, or is he now our player? I think it's forever.
0: A, it's he's ours. Yeah, you get his contract. You don't loan him back and forth and whatever. But yeah. and then you've still because that's to, what becomes difficult. Uh, you know, else becomes difficult. You've got to be able to fit these idiots in the cap.
1: Well, that and that's the other thing is is there's going to be salary cap implications to can you afford these guys?
0: And the other thing that I, I...
1: which is why I'm sort of thinking if you're only if you're only paying match payments. And say base salary is still covered by their original team. Maybe they do go back at the end of the season, and maybe it's you're getting the player in to give you the opportunity to yeah. continue to oh. compete in that year.
0: Are we mature enough as a fan base to cope with that?
1: Look, it happens a lot in other leagues around the world. I mean, we're we're not in a position to have lone players at the moment. That 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 would that would screw with everybody's ideologies now. We're not even
0: mature enough, Tim, to admit that the draft is fucked. We're not even mature well, you keep keep at the banging on About that,
1: I, I think it's people it's aren't not even quite coming around on the Suns. Yeah. People
0: are still going, no, we can't. Why <laughs> would We give the Suns help because they're shit. Because <laughs> they're absolute rubbish. There are still holdouts out there going, hmm, I don't know about that. How are they going to feel about? Yeah, Patty Cripps plays the second half of the year at Collingwood and comes back to us.
1: Yeah, let's shell that idea. He's <laughs> sitting
0: going, well. And the other thing, the other problem I've got with this is people don't want to give extra picks because of tanking. What's this going to do for tanking? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we're baked. We need to finish as low as we so can. It's an opportunity to uh, yeah, sell the farm. Yeah, Lockheed Henderson, Yaz, you can go now. And that means if we weren't going to finish bottom two or three, we fucking are now. Yeah, we're over the line now. And I just laugh about it. I just think it's hilarious. It's just, it's just going to send teams who want to go to the bottom. They're a hell of a lot quicker. They can play the last half of the year on skeleton staff.
1: Well, very quickly, as I was driving here, Terry Wallace was on the well, radio. And they were talking about the father son rule, yep. and obviously his beef. And it's not a beef; he's just lamenting the situation. He's lamenting the fact that Dean Anderson is a Premiership player at Hawthorne and his son's one of the two best players in the country. And Dean never played enough game to be games to be father son eligible. And they're saying, should we reduce the hundred game qualification to fifty? And player who I've heard him say this before, and I'm inclined to agree with it. He says, if you are good enough. To play one game of AFL football, you've worked that hard to get there. You should be you should be eligible that any of your sons or daughters I can don't play.
0: Disagree. I think it should be staggered.
1: But but the one thing that I was thinking is, um, if Sam Walsh is tipped by many to be the greatest young player coming through in the TAC Cup of all time. The year before, you draft Mr. Walsh, stick him in the full <laughs> pocket for one game. Carlton he doesn't draft, touch the foot. He weighs 145 Tim, kilos. Tim, Tim's introduced a new rule and then loop it straight away. I but, think but you sat there and you thought, I agree with it. And and not because we potentially could have drafted Brett Delidio because his old man played one game for Carlton. But you sit there and you're going, it is hard to play AFL football. And if there is a kid who wants to follow staggered. in his father's footsteps, I love it. Yeah, But people like coaches cannot be trusted with our game as it stands in the moment at the moment because they're fucking it up because they want to be more competitive or not get beaten by that much but we all but, love but the father son rule cuz it's yeah, brilliant yeah.
0: everyone loves it i think that my it's not a solution my proposal is it's staggered and i think that the old the old level or the old ceiling used to be 50 yep. so i don't mind them saying for for to be eligible you have to have played 50 games between 50 and 100 games the system is as it is but then we start staggering it. So you get to the ultimate end game is if you get to Stephen Silvani's play three hundred games, we just get his kids. Yeah. Yep. We just literally just say we're taking them. Yeah. And you just Jack, get ben him with the You just get him with your last pick, whatever it is. Yeah. Whereas if you've paid, once again it goes to that bidding system if you're hundred to two hundred. Two hundred to three hundred. We do incrementally make it easier because when it gets to the stage of using his example, Silvani. Yep. You, don't, you know, like the game doesn't want Sylvanis playing for Collingwood.
1: No, that's exactly right. Or, or resident as it would have been in this game. You
0: can flip the you can flip the case for anyone. The game doesn't want James Hurd's son playing for Carlton.
1: No, I agree. I agree. There but going, but no. there's such a, an ambition of the AFL. On some hands, to be as equal as it can possibly it's, be. I've been
0: over this, Tim. It's not equal. No, I we agree need to and accept that.
1: That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it is not equal no. when you have a fixture and you don't play everybody twice or at least an even number. It is an equal. There's However, all,
0: I'm talking about everything.
1: It's not no, no, equal. No, no. But they are at every juncture. They're trying to make it as transparent and even as possible. And and good on them for trying. But as, exactly as you sort of say, you know, when you've got kids coming through like Jack Viney and Joe Danaher, you know, kids that are like... you know, like Legacies. You, you know, absolute Jets. And and they're going to make a difference. You're getting them out of sequence. Well, but it was all good enough for Geelong.
0: Geelong, oh, look, totally, the Geelong were totally. just in the right they benefited place at them, the right to time. The, to the extreme. Look, totally. Geelong so. were just literally... The system served them. And it was perfect storm for them. And it might well serve them again in 15 well, years. Well, I think all Adelaide Crows are, have had one player. Well, that's because they are fucking formed in 1991. That'll come yeah, around to them yeah. eventually.
1: They also made their own rule, and they missed out on Bryce Gibbs under their own rule. But, but you sit
0: there and go, <laughs> like, you can't...
1: Idiot. <laughs> but you,
0: oh, my attitude with this, the system is there. Adelaide knew what the system was.
1: Well, they created the system. But they
0: were they were a brand new team. Yeah. So yeah. you just sit there and go, mate, you're just going to have to wear it. You're a brand new fucking team. You don't have the history yet.
1: You but they have... were able to draw from the SA-NFL if you'd played enough games. They just didn't put it at a point and a time that allowed them to get Bryce Gibbs no, completely. Want, they wanted to be able to change it so they could fit him in. And the AFL said, you can't change a rule to get a player. You've got to change a rule for a reason that it makes sense. And they said, we're, we're not accepting we what like you're it. trying to do.
0: And then lastly... There's, on... also got
1: to be, sorry, there's also got to be a Shane O'Sullivan caveat in the rules as well. If you've been on a list for five years, I don't give a shit if you've played... 12 games. One You've been game on those for five bear. years. Like, you want service. You're, you're, you're part of the club. Yep. I, I no, agree. don't agree. Well, Shano right. didn't make it on the, on the on the field. He should have played 150 games. He was there that Luke long. Luke O'Sullivan. Luke O'Sullivan. Who am I saying? Shano Sullivan. Poor Shano. Shano Sullivan. He's, he's still there. Shano
0: Sullivan's got no issues with tenure. Um, and then one last thing really quickly. He's still there in some One last thing with the AFL. Back onto our mate. Steve. Steve. Steve Harkin. Mate, you
1: reckon people will get that reference. I don't know. No doubt,
0: Steve Hawking, mate. Steve, bring back runners. I've had, I've had enough of it. Bring them back. Well, we I must think
1: going to. We I, must
0: be the only sp- major this. sport in the world. We it's, must be the only sport in the world who sits there and goes. One of the most important aspects of game day coaching can't do it. In every other sport. Basketball, the coach is yelling at you. You, you can hear him coach, as you run past. The basketball, they can stop the game. In the NFL, same thing. You, you, sometimes he's talking to you through a microphone in your head. Every uh, other Cronier was, was doing that. was <laughs> doing NHL, the guys on the ice, you're coming off a fair bit. He's yelling at you yep. as you skate past. In every game but ours, you can't talk to your players, you can't give direction. You could be getting thrashed.
1: They didn't really think that through. did it's they? It's
0: so stupid Inbo. because he didn't like the look of it. He didn't I like the look. And, of and this. was it because of Alex and I got Wood- Woodward in the grand final?
1: Oh. I've said this. AFL overreact to yeah. one. everything. Tossed <laughs> hits. Pay the free kick against the Collingwood runner. I feel sorry for him.
0: But it didn't matter. He wouldn't have got the ball anyway. What's that, his Stevenson? Right. But that's all it is. Alex
1: Woodward. Oh, don't, Wood- don't change. I think it was Stevenson. You wouldn't have got there anyway. The yeah. deliberate rule to such a point where because Brent Guerra walked it through on Grand Final Day. And Joel yeah. bowed and did it once or Who twice. Who cares? Who cares? I agree. I agree. Man up. Get in front. Do yeah. something bad luck. They still conceded a point. Make I mean, them yeah. kick
0: long. You can win the game by a point. This is true. But that's the thing with runners. You see, I oh, just they makes me everything. just bring just them, them back.
1: Yeah. You're you making, change the rule. You're making the... Sydney. Don't change the fucking rule that no one else had an issue with. Jeez, you Except hate Sydney. Sydney put another man on the ground for 25 minutes, Tim. It wasn't that long. But I'm saying it was the only time it's ever happened. Basically, and we change my bugbear is...
0: We've made a decision that makes the most important man in the club redundant for potentially quarters at a time, yeah. depending yeah. on what the scoring is. And if I'm sitting there watching my team going, the coach wants to make a move that'll make us more competitive and he can't until the opposition or we kick a goal, it's just madness.
1: Yeah, yeah there's no sense to that.
0: It's just stupid.
1: I mean, if you need to make the rule where, you know, we were rocking two runners at a time is and that why on the momentum is so... Yes. Yes, what I'm looking for Huge So important yeah, look, Now it's more it's more prevalent Now these momentum shifts like, When a team to wait. gets a run on They get a bloody run on You
0: have to wait So someone kicks a goal
1: You need A Lukey Hodge to go Hey You 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 Get back here Yeah Like he's got Carte Blanche To just pull strings Great So hopefully there's, we got? there's
0: been a bit of chat that um...
1: Sam Doherty, But he's on the bench too <laughs>
0: Yelling <laughs> Well hopefully there's a bit of chat that they might bring that back But they, they, they're going to do it at the expense of fucking like interchange or something You're like just leave the game as it is Steve Sh- Steve Steve, Steve. <laughs> Jesus oh, I'm going to get onto to the blues now Yep Despite the uh, Jesus
1: Christ How long have we been gone?
0: Long time Despite the chatter in the, uh, in the stadium and on the forums and on the Twitter We did win
1: Well very true And very at the true. end
0: of the day it was 17th and 18th
1: it's a nice change that we win relatively comfortable. Yeah, but that's because Mate, of just you was, past history.
0: Can we, can we tell the listeners, Fab's text to us.
1: Before the, the at, game started?
0: The, before the game started, got a bad feeling about this, we'll get rolled. They kick a goal, Tim, because we were going to we keep the Suns goalless. They kick a was goal. hoping to. They kick a goal, and Fab's like, we're, we're done, we're cooked. I no, I didn't say <laughs> because of the goal. Pathetic. I said leading
1: into it, I had a feeling. Yeah. We start off, we set a goal straight away. I'm thinking, this feeling's not going away. In
0: the end, we just need to actually allay... We won the game comfortably.
1: We we have had an issue of getting ahead of ourselves in the last couple of years. This season, especially. Despite the umpiring, I reckon we did fought off a bit. And
0: I just want to say this. The Suns beat us a stronger team earlier in the year. Yep.
1: We, we, should, fielded, we shouldn't have lost that either. But we fielded no, a right.
0: much stronger team against them earlier in the year and lost.
1: Yep. We were handicapped, though.
0: By what? Oh, well, Yes. <laughs> The man at the wheel, <laughs>
1: Jesus. Yeah,
0: better less said about that the better.
1: Um, but but look, and look, obviously talking about the Blues, you know, in a game where Patrick Cripps, whether it was that he copped the knock or whatever, but he looked a it, bit proppy. He did. Yeah, yeah he kicked. He, he was. Uh, he was present in front of the goal, which was good, and he kept us competitive, but he really wasn't involved in the game the way that he has been. He certainly didn't carry us the way that he has. Not a bad thing. This is a beautiful Math, segue. Math, Matthew Cruz got soundly beaten by Jared Witts, and Jared Witts has had a very, very good season. The and big I think, boys trouble him. Yeah, I, well, I think he's got a good record against him. So having two of our more talismanic players well down, mm. uh, to be able to see the team still stand up, perform, repel, and, well, and ultimately, you know, to... Mm. The word may not be thrive, but you get what I'm trying to say. We found a way. We found a way, and, we're gonna... and, that, and that's been our issue. You know, Absolutely. We, we, we haven't been winning at all. Now we're we're finding a way in games where we've got our back against the wall, and that's really important for our young kids to be able to know it, learn it, experience it. So for sure.
0: We're going to keep this sharpish, Fab. We'll go to you. So Cripper had a bit of a down one. He was still okay. You know, someone went to him, Brody went to him and just clamped him at the expense of his own game. Brody still played all right.
1: Yep. I was impressed. Cripper probably, probably their best player, really. Um, well.
0: We had someone on Twitter telling us that Cripper uh, can't handle a tag, which was hilarious. Yeah, it's a bit like insane. he's never been tagged in his life before. Correct. We're just gonna lock him down. Go they try to do that. Mm. Yeah. He had a down one, Brody played well. I reckon Cripper's I reckon he's primed for a big one this week. Yeah, he's, he's, pr- he's been down. I, I
1: reckon Cripper's re- cost himself the Brella. In yeah. our patch, he's been injured and then when he's come back he hasn't been one of our best I don't best, think he was. That's great. okay. That's. I mean, I'd we, love him to I'm win. i we win four games. No, but well, and he, he picks up next to no. That, p- that's right. Yeah,
0: but in the first twelve, we weren't. It was like last year. We weren't winning enough games for him to be a. But we're closer a few. Sean, yeah. he,
1: if he's on nine votes, leading it to four straight wins, which he doesn't. A he doesn't get to play. In some mm, I, and then I, isn't great. I don't I'm think just saying, winning. he's cost himself a chance at the Bremlin. Yeah. Don't, I don't reckon he'd be that
0: close to begin with. I just don't think we will win enough games. I, I think you'll find that he's a, I he don't gets dis- a I don't, votes. I don't early. disagree with that, but I'm, I'm, I find it sometimes hard to look at a. We're going to have a really wretched run polling wise where he's the only player of ours who can realistic when we're getting beaten. Yep. You're going.
1: Jesus. But a 195 centimeter. Yeah, I don't disagree. Big midfielder who's captaining the opposition side. If he plays well enough, he gives himself a shot. Because um, they're the blokes that the umpires see. The other
0: talking point, obviously, out of the game was Harry Mackay, who still had a good game, was getting plenty of the ball. He just looks like a guy whose groin stuffed. Yeah. And who they can't really do anything about it. He has to just play to the end of the year, and then he'll get it cleaned up and fixed. But it's not going to get any worse as it is. No. But he's got all the hallmarks of a stuffed groin. Yep. He's leaning back as he's kicking. It's affecting his kicking style. He missed a couple of weeks ago because of a sore groin. Um, did he miss the one game or two? I think he only missed one. I one.
1: think he only missed one. Yeah. But he pleasingly, Charlie got injured. He was and still
0: he getting, still getting involved, and he kicked two, two. I think it was. His range at the moment is the top of the goal square. Yeah. Because he fucking can't kick much further than that accurately. But pleasingly for me, he's sort of hopefully showing a bit of resilience and actually getting through. Yeah not being out to play his best but still contributing.
1: Well he's a twenty one year old kid who's still cultish and when he his body is right and he does another big pre season under Andrew Russell, the maturity that he's gained out of this year, he just he he launches into next season with a, a fit Mitch McGovern, with probably a bit of a hunger to prove a few people wrong, with a Charlie Kerno who, you know, should have had the biggest preseason of all time on the back of being shut down now. Um it's a real me. shame
0: with Charlie, isn't it? Because we only got to see his best for a couple of weeks.
1: Well, I think I said on Pod, when I was, I was driving to a friend's place um, for dinner the night we played Port, and when he went down, they said they basically said, he's done an ACL, and, and I was livid because I thought, well, he is done for the year. And he contributed, and he had good games. He obviously kicked the seven against the Bulldogs, but realistically, from that point onwards, his season was hobbled. So although, yeah. although it was great news that he hadn't done it, the reality is... It had a significant impact on his season, but it means that he's going to hit the ground running at the start of next season and he should be fine. I'm so, going to say something. Yep.
0: I don't want to put the blowtorch on him, but next, there's no excuses Oh, next year. Not. It's his fifth year, is it, next year?
1: It'll be the start of his fifth. And yes. he's sort of going,
0: okay, you had the injuries last year and we had the coaching issue and I, I get it. We weren't playing you to your strengths and you were a bit hobbled. understand Year five, we we've got to start to see something pretty tangible,
1: pretty consistent. If we end up with a Stephen canilio in our midfield, yeah, yeah and these oh, are and, if Butson and and, and Mayes, Sam but Doctery comes back, these and, are that, if, and that, yeah. and, and having options on our forward line, we'll have weeks where Charlie Kurnow isn't that great because other blokes are going to be I better. I want that to be the case. Like, I I, can't, I cannot wait for that. I, I want that to be the case.
0: But we, they're if Butson Mayes think from Charlie individually, we we probably need. We need to see something closer to the finished product more often. That's fine. We've we've skated by for the first four years. Going, we can see it in glimpses, yeah. But we, we I think, we need to see it more consistently next year because I, I think we will. He's, he's skated by now for this is four and a half years on. Just wait, just wait till this guy and he's showing flashes. He's just showing wait till this guy gets has. together. So look, fingers crossed next year we can have an uninterrupted preseason and and get into it um, with some momentum and, and not be hobbled. Um, your man, Fabian. I understand it was against the Gold Coast, and we can afford to play him a bit out of position. Samo cross half back, yeah, Liked it. was very
1: very good. Can see the game ahead of him. Um, does makes good decisions. Doesn't panic. Doesn't panic. Um, was for me top three best things I saw in the day was was Samo. Agree L- completely. Lockie L- 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 O'Brien was the the highlight oh, for me.
0: With Lockie O'Brien. He had always a me, fan for me. Yeah, <laughs> for me, he had the one bad kick out of defence late, when everyone was losing their mind. I think we were five goals up, and everyone yeah, was put acting. Put it on the full. Everyone was it. acting like we were fucking five goals down. Yeah, and he sort of said, "Ah, okay, look, that he, he had to, It would have been a magnificent kick if he hits it. Yeah, and he just he rushed it a bit and kicked it out on the full. The other one when he was being kind of he was under pressure and he just hooked it out of bounds. He was right hard on the boundary. A Gold Coast Suns guy did it. Ninety seconds. It happens. Couple yeah, times a it, game. It happens.
1: I mean, Cade Simpson's panic oh. kick against Melbourne cost us the game. I you know, mean, guys try to games guys try to something. hook
0: it down the boundary line for distance. He just hooks it out, and you go, "Okay, look, that's disappointing." But
1: get over it. He get over it. He was on.
0: He was on. Loved he was him. On.
1: Um, so you like Samo? Loved Samo.
0: What about your other man, your other whipping boy?
1: No, the other to look the other, the other bit of credit I was going to give was, was I liked Fish. Fish was. What about? about we'll get the it, fish no, no, fish to, get, get to the one that what you, you What about you? Passion.
0: The guy you drew a line through, who's looking like a footballer more and more each week. Mr. Player?
1: No. Nope. No. 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 I didn't oh, realise no, you hated no, so many people on this team. Me. I've never, I've never put a line through anyone. Before. Oh yes, you did. Oh Jesus!
0: You put a line through a lot of people. I don't know what number you do.
1: no, I look, he could, he could get fourteen Brownlow votes for the remainder of the season. I'm still not going to. You're going with... Say uh, his name. No, I won't. Say his name. It's like Lord Voldemort. <laughs> his name shall not be spoken. You can, you're saying Darcy Lang. Absolutely. <laughs> no,
0: we're, no, we're talking about two completely different people. Oh, you're I
1: thought you were absolutely up, talking th- about Darcy Lang. No, it up no I'm
0: talking about Will Settefield.
1: No, no. What did I say about Will Settefield? Will Settefield's Cetterfield?
0: looking don't more draw, and don't, more don't, like draw, a footballer.
1: Don't draw. I just said to you... Looks he like looks, he's got the tempo now. I just said he looks scared. That's you it. said... you said He wasn't going into contest. No, no, no. You, you'd put a line through and him. And his goal kicking was horrific. You'd put a line through him. Am I making him. this shit up or is it...
0: No, you said that. No, 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 that's what you said. And you put a line through him.
1: I didn't put a line through him. I said Tim, he may not... You said he's not a footballer. I said he may not... You said he's not a footballer. I said he may not be... You said he's not a footballer.
0: We might be on the same page with Darcy <laughs> Lang. I think he was okay.
1: He was better than okay. He was he, okay. He had about... 30 minutes in that game, especially through the second and third quarters. Don't where, jerk him off for 30 minutes No, no, of no, 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 but... Look, and it's I, just the goal coast. I was at, No, absolutely, and you can only do what you can do, but as we sort of said, he chimed in at exactly the right time that right. we needed him against Sydney, and then he came out and his defensive pressure in our forward 50 was really, really important, and he showed out at times. And, you, and all, look, he'll be in the team this week.
0: Tim, at the moment, he's just stepping over the bar. Now, I, look, this is absolutely, how low you the, have the bar, bar is yet. low.
1: The bar is low, but, look... I'm I'm his biggest detractor as well. He he has not been good enough. He's got and, no and, intensity. Look, he had intensity on Saturday. He's
0: played a bunch of kids. Yeah,
1: okay. And look, that's the thing. Anything that you do against the Gold Coast... So who we, you we, trying to... more yeah.
0: And Mr. Plough wasn't bad as well.
1: Yeah, Plough does this thing where I go, yeah, actually, is all right. And then all of a sudden, he'll he'll have a quarter where... I'm, I'm back to square one. Because you know what he does?
0: So, unfortunately for Mr. Plough...
1: He plays from behind.
0: He plays in defence where if you make an error, you see it. You see it. You notice it. You live it. You go fuck. You just kicked it straight out to whatever. So his errors are magnified because he's in defence. Whereas when he does the nice little one percenters or the good You've bit also of body got to admit work, that you love. I'm not.
1: Crit- I'm not criticizing Lucky plan He's actually had a good couple a of weeks. Pretty good year. Yeah. You got to admit that you love him. No, I just don't you're, hate you're, him like you do. I don't. No. I, frustrates me. There's a difference. You've put a line through I, him as well in the I don't past. hate anybody.
0: Is there anyone on this list who you've put a line through that the line will stay there? Because we've gone well, through Lockie put, O'Brien. If I,
1: if I put a line through you, it's a badge of honour. It's because the kiss of life. I keep bringing it back to first year against Melbourne. I will put a line through Patty Cripps. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I remember I turned to John and I said, yeah, we got this one wrong. How many lines has uh, Liam Jones had put through his Liam home? Jones was outstanding. <laughs> he was unbelievable. <gasps> Liam Jones used How to... could
0: anyone say... No disrespect to Ed Kernow, played a fine game. The best on the ground was that you will not get an easier best on the ground. The only here. bloke that
1: was closer close to him at any stage throughout the game was Jacob Weidering. Weidering was good in, as well, in, in my opinion. Mm. But, yes, I but Liam Jones was left the game thinking eleven out of ten. Needs uh, the shave. It was on three sixty.
0: Um, Do whatever the fuck he wants if he oh plays okay, like that. A shave. I think they had the, the they've got some player of the round thing on three sixty where you Google player of the round. You go on and you vote. And Ed Kerno was the player from our game. And even Robbo goes. Look, Where's Liam Jones? Yeah. Whoever whoever picked that. Once again, Head Kerner was fine. Played a good game. Jones was outstanding. outstanding. Flew for his Absolutely marks, outstanding.
1: Knew when to go, was decisive with the flight. And that was the phenomenal. Our, our mates on and the very Carlton good, show.
0: Um, very good disposal as well outside.
1: Yeah. our mates on the Carlton show, the one the one comment that they did make and I agreed one hundred percent with, for a bloke that missed eight weeks with concussion, the way that he went back with the flight. It would have been very, very easy for a player to not, and he did. We'll just edit and-
0: that bit out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we compliment one another. We all know this. No, we don't. Complement, not compliment. Yeah, it's a, Two different I words. I suppose
0: that's true. Um, do we want to go into the teams for this week, fans? Yeah, let's
1: go for it. Let's go through. Round, what is it, 19? Just with the tipping
0: whilst Fabian cues this up.
1: He'd be about 11 in front now, wouldn't he? Yeah, it? he's
0: 12 in front of you. Fuck. You You dropped it. You went a bit ballsy. You dropped yeah, a couple. Fab got one on me. So it's uh, Fabian, 98. I'm on 90. And I've put a few between me and you, Tim. You're on 86.
1: In the um, MGA tipping competition, which is between the... Two people. Various <laughs> you fam- <laughs> and Peter. <laughs> it's a deep pool. Family of okay. us, um, we... Um, I'm like mid table. I don't follow the tips that I give. No, no I'm the <laughs> I'm same. Pod. What I do on footy tips is different get, to what I do you on You on go the app and you see the odds and you see what the percentages Changes are. You mind. You just, I'll just change my mind. I just tip on feel.
0: Give me uh, tomorrow night's teams.
1: And you look at the touch of a rapist right now. No, I've,
0: got, I, I've needlessly now you look back on it and I was a bit too risque too early. Mate, a couple weeks ago, I was, I was tipping to take the risks. Blues
1: during the Bolton era to keep using, like, in Bullshit. touch Bullshit.
0: We were tipping them as well.
1: Uh, do you want to go back to the fitty? Yeah, go back to the teams. You please. did a couple,
0: but we, you weren't tipping them every week. Like, we were tipping them here and
1: there. Yeah. Round 19. Collingwood versus Richmond. Richmond. <laughs> Scharenberg, Elliott, Thomas, Dakos in. Out. Crocker, Sire, Aish, and Appleby. Uh, no change for Richmond. It's Bashar Hawley's 200th game. Who you got?
0: I want to say, I said Richmond. I wanted to say one thing with Collingwood last week, and this is could apply for GWS as well sometimes when a team starts hot, you just can't stop them.
1: I said this to my final, you can't be 50 points down at quarter No, no, time. but it's
0: to me, even watching the game, you sort of look at it and you go, GW just made every post a winner.
1: They jumped them. And they like,
0: you just, just went credit to them. They played well.
1: They and did they got, what they did against us.
0: But they played well, and they got full freight
1: reward for yep.
0: everything. They got yep. reward for everything. Sometimes you can weather it, and if you, in the end, Collingwood actually played okay for the next three quarters, but the game was it over. It Just
1: didn't matter, and they never, they basically didn't make any ground. No,
0: on and I said, I thought, sat there and thought, full full credit got uh, GWS have come out brilliantly well, but everything's worked.
1: I love how, and that
0: can mask a few things here and there.
1: Prickly bucks came out, which is great. Oh, I love it.
0: Prickly love bucks. It. Did you hear him on SEN? Yes. And I said on the tweet, if Mick Malthouse answered questions like that, not just from Jarrett, Ger- from anyone. Oh, how rude are you? Oh, how rude is this man! Whatever, Bucks. I don't got no issue with him answering questions like that, but the double standard annoys yeah. me.
1: Agreed. So here we oh, go. I got Richmond, Bimbo, Richmond, Collingwood for me. You see a response?
0: They fucking want to.
1: Hawthorne versus the Brisbane Orion. Brisbane Orion. In Grant Birchall, who they're going to stop? Oh, when we get Birchall back, he's cooked. He's, he's done. done. Get over he's it. Done. Move on. Out Jarman Impy. That's sad. He's done the ACL. Mm. In for the Brisbane Orion. Josh Walker, and out, Harris Andrews, suspended. Jared
0: Berry, where is he? Is he in the team?
1: Um, Jared Berry, he'd be in. Yeah, he'd, he's, he'd he's there. In. He played Jared. game 50 he's last dead. week. He uh, Darcy spot. Gardner playing game 100. Who uh, have we got?
0: This is down, obviously, at UTAS.
1: UTAS. i got the Lions. Timbo? Hawks. Hawks for me as well.
0: Okay. Based on what?
1: It's in TASMania.
0: Brisbane thrashed them in Tasmania last year.
1: I did hear that, actually. <laughs> Carlton versus the Adelaide just Crows. a better team. In Andrew Phillips. Mm. Out Matthew Cruiser. Fucking L.
0: Cruz. Why do that you do this really to me?
1: really hurts. In Tyson Stengel, Patrick Wilson, and Andy Otten. Out Hugh Greenwood. I like Greenwood. Eddie Betts omitted. Forward. And Alex Keith being managed.
0: They're good outs for us. They're great outs I right? think Eddie Betts is finished. So that's, you know, he's still likely to pop up and kick a couple.
1: Still no, Bryce Brace-a-gib.
0: Giba. no, and no are Jacobs.
1: So is, I don't think there's any former Blues
0: playing. No. We haven't beaten the Crow since 2014. You know how top goal scorer was that day?
1: Um, It was, was that Andreas, Andreas Everett.
0: Troy Menzel.
1: Wow. Johnny did the knee that day? No, that was early. Nah,
0: no, that was the late next year. 2014. So we beat him and uh, he played
1: well. The the, the Juddy He was
0: killing Dangerfield. Genuinely taking. He was tearing him a new asshole. And he fucking does his name. Ends his career. Who
1: have we got? Uh, I got the Crows. I got the Blues. Thirty points. Blues.
0: Mate, I say this every week. I tip against the Blues. Nothing would please me more than a win. <laughs> I'll be there cheering us on like you wouldn't believe. And anyone listening, if you know Sean, anyone who is a Carlton Sean, fan Sean, ha- who doesn't go or hasn't been to a game, slap the Jets. Get get, them, get along this weekend. Get there. The Pick Swap Cup or the Stockade Cup or whatever. We have not played a bigger game than this in a long time, and own that. Don't be oh it's fucking pathetic. Own I, it. It's
1: a huge game. I might uh, bring the recording. Uh,
0: not to bring record your old man
1: and just just Mike Tony up for four quarters.
0: We're shit. <laughs>
1: But no, look, uh, 30 seconds it, into the game, we had late in the first clearance going on.
0: But like we said earlier, just get to the game. Like, yeah. I, I want to see, and I'm a little bit not disappointed, but the club obviously want to be diplomatic about it.
1: We'll have but, a stand up, but this, outside gate four, yeah.
0: But this was a huge <laughs> live broadcast, we'll record live. This was a huge opportunity for us to, to sell it, and have a bit of fun with it, and try to get 70,000 people there. It's at a good time slot. Saturday
1: afternoon. We've done our best to promote it. I don't think we have only got four hundred
0: followers. So get along,
1: get along, get along.
0: Breaks my heart to tip, tip against us.
1: them. Unlike Sean.
0: breaks my heart to tip against them.
1: West Coast Eagles versus North Melbourne on Saturday afternoon in that time slot that no one's going to care about. It's at AWST. What's that? Uh, we're up in no, that's, Darwin again.
0: That's Australian Western Standard Time.
1: All oh, right, oh, it is too. <laughs> That's an Optus Stadium. Sorry, I read the wrong. <laughs> it's, it's Melbourne St Kilda in Darwin, isn't it? Oh, That's shit. an Optus. Um, Here we go. Will Schofield in. Tom Cole omitted. In for North Melbourne. Taylor Garner, Luke Davies, Uniac. pick a name, and Paul Laherne. Out. Scott Thompson injured. Should say testicle. Testicle yeah. in brackets. Kane Turner arrested, and Nathan Rovat dropped the H, omitted.
0: Hmm. I think this is a pretty easy one for me. The Eagles.
1: Eagles. Oh, no, Shannon Hearn still. He is their captain. He is very influential. Mm-hmm. Traveling back to back weeks, mate. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, you got to go west coast. How many games has Will Schofield played since the grand final? Out of interest, no idea. I don't
0: know, but he was outstanding on grand final. Day. Certainly was. Wouldn't be many. He's no. a, he's a great just a guy to have in the
1: bullpen. Absolutely. Could Port be Adelaide, their, their Levi Casbolt. Well, Port Adelaide versus the GWS Giants in Patty Ryder and Joel Garner, the bowler. Out Charlie Dixon omitted, and Stephen Motlop omitted. Wow, wow! For the Giants in filthy Phil Davis, Adam Kennedy and Jackson Hately. Out Lockie Keefe omitted. Brett Deledio managed, and Jack Stein omitted. Game three hundred for Heath Shaw.
0: This is a, this is a tricky one. I, I want to the power of being ratchet the last couple of weeks, but it's at home, and the Giants could turn in just about anything.
1: But it is Heath Shaw's the card.
0: I'll go the Giants, but I'm not in no great confidence.
1: Power, power.
0: Fucking hell, I could be well back in but this. But you will
1: know, you will know in the second minute of the game what the result is going to be. Pretty much. St Kilda versus Melbourne in it's the who draw gives a shit cup at Marvel Stadium on Saturday night. Well, ironically, we probably do because we don't want Melbourne to win because we don't want them to go past us because of the pick. A draw will be nice. But well, then similarly, <laughs> the one of the one of the teams that can jump Adelaide. Uh, this is a tough one. Well, I guess St Kilda winning. But we can kind of go past St Kilda too if they don't win. But they've got a pretty easy run.
0: I Ultimately, though, this is the thing. Ultimately, it's sort of awful if we don't win.
1: Well, that's right. That's right. If we win. If we win, take care of business. Well, yeah. whatever happens, happens. Yeah.
0: Um, it, yeah. They're fab, Matt. They could be playing this at 4 a.m. There would be just as many people interested.
1: In, Ben Long, out, Matthew Parker, omitted. In, Oscar Baker, Tim Smith, and Oscar McDonald. Out, Braden Proust omitted. Stephen May injured. And Jay Lockhart omitted. Smells of tanking to me. It's St. Kilda. Yeah, Saints Saints for me. Saints. Saints were good last week. Someone tipped him. Good boy. Guessed. Well done. Western Bulldogs versus Fremantle at Marvel on Sunday afternoon. In, Dale Morris, Riley West, Ed Richards, Will Hayes, Bailey Williams, Jordan Sweet, obviously extended benches. Out, Josh Shackey injured. And Matthew Suckling injured. Injured. He sunk us, that bastard. Yeah. In for the Fremantle Dockers Nat Fife, Hayden Ballantyne, Bailey Banfield, Mitch Crowden, and Lockie Schultz. Out, Cam McCarthy omitted. Do you see that? Almost won the game against us, Cam McCarthy, and three weeks later he's dropped.
0: Because he only ever plays well against us. Mm. Um, Do you see that jerk off video the Bulldogs (laughs) posted? It was like, oh, it was painful. It was painful. It was. It was like something from primary school. The wise old man. Oh, it was
1: so bad. Like uh, the story didn't go anywhere. No, exactly right. All, all it was was saying, Riley, it's in your hands. That's all it yeah, was. That, it was and, uh, and you could have said anything.
0: Oh, man, it was bad. It was Good a bad Good for wash. trying, but
1: it didn't work. Yeah.
0: It just shows you this idea of all these all these coaches that are like primary school teachers. And it's just, oh, wow. It sucks. I reckon dogs.
1: Uh, the dogs will win this. Dogs for me. Dogs. Woof, woof. Oof, oof. Timmy's team, the Sydney Swans versus Timmy's team, the Geelong Cats. The Battle of the Davises. Here we go. Jordan Dawson, Daniel Menzel, Kieran Jack, Ben Ronk, James Rose all in. Out Will Haywood injured. The biggest Indian killer of
0: all, Timbo. Yeah, the
1: Clue Haywood. For yeah. the Cats, Zach Smith, Jack Henry, Quentin Narkle, Lockie Henderson, <laughs> Scott Salwood, Sam Simpson. Out Zach Toohey managed, and Gary Rowan managed.
0: 250
1: um, games up for Tom Hawkins and Oli Florent playing game number 50.
0: Uh, this is a, this is another sort of tricky one because you'd like to think the Cats are better than recent showings. They are seemingly slowing down a little bit. The Swans, however, are dreadfully ordinary. It's a tricky one.
1: Cats. Oh. Cats.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I'll go to Cats because yeah. I'll just... Oh, it's one of those. The Swans are one of those teams that they can win, but they're going to need to play better than they have been. Yeah.
1: How many games for Tom Hawkins? Two fifty. Two fifty. We saw his
0: first. Did you? He played well. He played it on uh, Lance Whitnall. He, he looked really good because Lance was was literally like we were playing a fridge centre half back. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mobility was severely limited.
1: The Gold Coast Suns versus Essendon, Marvel Stadium, four forty on a Sunday.
0: It's Metricon Stadium.
1: It is Metricon Stadium. I'm stuffing these up tonight. It's at A-E-S-T. <laughs> what a dickhead. In Lockie Weller, Anthony Moles, George, Holland, Smith, Jack Leslie, and Jez <laughs> McLennan. What kind of name is that? Jez. Jez. Fucking hell. Short for Jeremy. Out Will Brody. Oh, of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In Zach Clark, David Myers, Jaden Laverty. No, don't put any pressure on Jaden Alverti. Just focus on Jack Sylvani, um, Mark Bagley, Ben McNeice, and Josh Begley. Out. Connor McKenna managed and Dyson Heppel. No, well, Connor, McKenna. Connor McKenna is going to his brother's wedding. <laughs> he's it not says being managed. managed. He's <laughs> not
0: being managed at all. Do uh, we any chance of getting Will Brody at some stage? I'd like to.
1: Well, he's, uh, we his his uncle is on our recruiting staff, mm. so yeah, maybe. Uh,
0: well, I think I think it's pretty straightforward. To guess and win this.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't bombers, think I don't think Gold Coast are wanting yeah. to, no. so to speak. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely the Bombers. Excellent. It looked like at times it's, Stewie Jew wasn't even watching the game. <laughs> he was watching Netflix. So um, there's no there's no next game. That's it.
0: That's it. Done and done. Good stuff. Thank you for that, Fab. I'm going to move on very quickly Welcome, now Sean. to a little bit of uh, cricket, and I only want to make the point. I had this idea. We're going to keep it real brief, real sharp. Fab keeps doing waiting. It's not even the right sport. We're we still talking about cricket. We're going to be talking about a whole it's lot more. Fucking the Ashes July. start it's next Ashes July, week, mate. They start next week. So anyway, my point. I really liked this idea of this scratch match that the Aussies had in Southampton. Uh, it's still going at the moment, and I would love for each summer of cricket in Australia to start with one.
1: I think it's a great idea.
0: I would love them to say we're going to play a couple of rounds of Sheffield Shield, and then. The best 22 red ball players are going to be two teams. It's
1: like a city versus country match. Like
0: a city versus probables, possibles. And we'll have it at the Junction Oval or North Sydney Oval or whatever. Love it. Make it a bit of fun. Have it be a four-day game. The best 22 players.
1: How about we go back to Bell Reed? Well, well, you could. that a game because that's,
0: that's oh, it depends, test, it? it? depends on the
1: series. A little bit like Scott Thompson.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just love the idea of saying
1: <laughs> every... Lost the test. I got it. Woo! Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Every summer of cricket, whatever the timeline is... We just know that it officially kicks off with this Probables Possibles match-up, wherever it might be. Love it. And you sit there and go, it's just a bit of fun.
1: I love it. Stake I love your it.
0: claim. And, they're going to be, and ultimately, my attitude with that is... You can play it at action
1: indoor sports. And you could.
0: Um, but, you'd be, but you'd be playing it against... Ideally, your tune-up to a test would be against better competition that you're going to face in a Shield game. Yep. It's the best of the best. See so how you go.
1: Potentially better than the opposition you're about to play as well in some instances. I
0: just think it's a good idea. I'd love to see something like that introduced. Mate, I'll come up with some ripper cricket ideas. My, my all-star T20 idea.
1: Shit. Michael Neaser might have almost played himself into the test turn.
0: He looked like he was bowling well. Mm. And obviously, um, I think Marnus Labushane was the only batsman to acquit himself on day one. And Warner, one. Yep. Warner was the only batsman um, yesterday, I think, Cross made 50. So, Davey's back in form. It's good to see. Um, Timbo. Yes, sir. You've literally got a couple of minutes to take us through the swimming because we're up against time. Yep. So... Keep your condemnation of Sun Yang sharp.
1: Well, look... I think should every- this have been dealt with? Absolutely, it should have been Before dealt with.
0: Before a major meet.
1: And look, if if he wasn't from China, the kid's gone.
0: That feels like... If he wasn't from Russia or China... Yep.
1: One of these... They're just... Af- Fina is afraid of them. Yep. And and if he, was, if he was some poor schmuck from Greece yeah. or from Costa Rica mm. or whatever... See you later, son. And he's got a big reputation to begin with. Well, he's already tested positive once. Yeah. Now the only the only thing in fairness to Sun Yang is he's probably been tested two hundred times, so he may have passed one hundred ninety nine times. So, I, I temper my thoughts with that. However, if you've got a performance enhancing drug in your system, I'm sorry, mate, you're not feeding him. And you that's the thing with swimming,
0: them. isn't it? And it's been great to see. Um, Mac Horton did it, and the Scottish guy?
1: Duncan Scott. Duncan Scott
0: did it. So clearly, and there was an American girl, American woman who was Yeah So
1: Lily King has done outspoken. it because she raced uh, a Russian girl, Yulia Efimova, who I think won the double at the Olympic Games. So yeah. she'd tested positive twice, and she'd appealed to the Court of Arbitration for Sport as well and was Cass. reinstated.
0: So it was good to see, at least from a, a people power perspective from within the swimming fraternity. So
1: we don't want to put up with this. They
0: sit there and go, it's not good enough. No,
1: agreed. He and, shouldn't be there, and, and and most importantly, they should have made a call. And he's either eligible or he's not eligible. Or if if as is the case, wider have appealed to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, he's deregistered. Pending, he, can't, he can't compete. Yeah, pending the outcome yeah. of it. A... and and ultimately, if if they turn around, they say we've cleared him, and he's missed out on a world championship as a result of it. Well, you know, if if he takes wider to court or something like that, well, then that's something wider needs to be accountable for. Um, and, so, and so they they have some buy-in, some skin in the game as well, uh, but... Um, I suppose without wanting to get sort of... There's a
0: lot lot to dig through with regard to the night in question where he, for context sake, for anyone who doesn't know, he was sceptical of the credentials and eligibility of the, the testers the who people that were testing come to him, visit yes. him, which you sit there and you go... He obviously will claim that he was... Uh, sounds a bit paranoid, to be honest, that Correct. he thought there was a sting out to get him, but, having said that, you can't be smashing a vial of blood
1: well th- this is it if you've got If you refuse a test, you get a two year ban automatically because it's almost you recognizing that you've got something to hide. yeah if you smash a vial of your own blood, whether yourself or your security guard does it i'm sorry, champ, you've got something to hide because if if you're clean, you've got nothing to worry about it doesn't matter who the fuck comes to your door. Give your blood piss in the cup, do whatever you need to do. There you go, great man. Yeah. We, we've had we've had an Australian guy miss, and, and granted, he missed three. Te- he wasn't where well, he these claimed the random to be. Tests. Yeah, Thomas yeah. Fraser Holmes. You, you are required a month Johnny's in advance right. to t- to tell you to tell the testers that, like Wada, Asada, whatever, where you're going to be every single day. Account for your movements, and in a 12 month period, he missed three tests because he wasn't where he claimed he was going to be. Again, does that mean you got something to hide? Maybe and and he copped a year suspension as a result of it. So, ultimately, you've got to be better and you've got to be more professional. So does Sun Yang. So look, moving look, almost moving on from him. The one other one, the thing that shit me is obviously he's beaten Mac Horton. Mac Horton's a bit shitty. He does his protest. They've had a long running feud oh, now. For, yeah. So so that's that's an that's a separate thing altogether. What annoyed me the most is he then competes in the 200. Yeah. He swims the event. He touches the wall second. Good job, son. Good swim. Um, a Lithuanian bloke wins the event great work swims home real hard fantastic fantastic performance but at the start he was wobbling on the blocks and the starter's gone you were moving when i fired the gun you are disqualified oddly enough they record what your reaction time is and his reaction time was 0.66 and there were there were swimmers in the race that had a quicker reaction time than him he was about midfield he won the event by 0.35 of a second he did not gain an advantage by being moving on the blocks
0: awful technicality isn't it?
1: awful technicality they appealed they lost the appeal sun yang won the event after it's come up on the board and it shows the, the you know, the fellow Rapsus DQ'd, son's sitting up on the lane rope. He's, and, and a few people in the crowd were getting stuck into him saying, mate, you it finished He doesn't seem second. to
0: have a whole lot of class.
1: No, exactly right. Well, especially when he got it stuck into Duncan Scott yeah. with the, you know, you're a loser, I winner, you know, whatever. You're sitting there and you're going, well, mate, if you are, you don't have to say anything. And if, and, was, if, if you Duncan genuinely Scott, think you're beyond reproach.
0: If you were Duncan Scott, I'd just, just be saying, here, go have some more dope, mate.
1: Yeah, spot on. Spot on. Say, so, yeah, you're a winner, you're also a drug cheat. Yeah. So and, and that's pretty much been and it's a the bit grand a shame, swell of isn't it? support on you know Twitter too. So. Absolutely.
0: Andrew shout out.
1: So uh, yes, yeah, since then as well, you know, we we had a great performance. Be
0: mindful, Tim though, because there were some questions about the swimming in yeah, okay. the
1: quiz. So Ariana Titmus knocked off Cuddy Ledecki, who possibly is the world's best swimmer right now. So great performance by a young Australian girl. Mm-hmm. Um, as we sort of said, we've um, We've had a we've had a couple of world records. Our Hungarian mate broke a world record. Um, one of the other best swimmers in the world is the English bloke Adam Peaty, who's yes. broken a world record in his breaststroke? Under, under breaststroke. Yep. First man to go under fifty-seven seconds, which back in the day there was a world record that was. What was your PB? Oh, I was no good at breaststroke, but um, there was there was. A one minute one point four nine was a a sticking point for world breaststroke for a very very long time. It took them a long time to get past that point. The fact that they're now going over four and a half seconds quicker than that is beyond me so um and and I guess the only other thing is the Australian or last night the they have a a mixed medley relay mm-hmm. team is something that they've added into the sport of late. Where do you have to stipulate who swim in what leg? Yes, like you do. In, from,
0: a, from a regulation standpoint? So
1: so you, you pick your team, but it has to be two men, two women. But they
0: can swim any leg you any want. Any leg
1: you want. You play to your strengths. So last night we had our two men, Mitch Larkin, doing the backstroke league, Matthew Wilson doing the breaststroke league, which means you get out in front, you know, you're swimming well. Um, and then we back up with two women. So we had Emma McKeon doing the butterfly mm-hmm. and Kate Campbell doing the freestyle. As it played out, the Americans swam Caleb Dressel in the butterfly league. And being male, he swam over the top of Emma McKeon was uh, gave a lead to Simone Manuel of about a length and a half, a body length and a half. For context, she's racing against Kate Campbell. Kate Campbell failed at the last Olympics. Simone Manuel won the event. She is the Olympic champion in the women's hundred meters freestyle. She's got a body length and a half lead. She just wins. Kate Campbell swims fifty one one. Albeit with a flying start, with a world record that's 51 7. So Mm -hmm. she's swimming awfully fast. Swims her down. They win the event by two one hundredths of a second. And that's, there's not the rivalry that there was when we smashed the Americans like guitars at the Sydney Olympics. But as far as a performance goes, it's a shame that this isn't free to wear because any Australian no, sort sh- of event would sit there and going that is a Herculean. And
0: effort. we miss out on the who we miss out on the gold for Australia.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So no, look, it's been a, it's been a good meet. Um, some very good swimming. Some good youngsters coming through. Timbo loves his swimming. And some good ones to come. So yeah, uh, we're going to well move done,
0: on now to the mailbox. Uh, quickly get through these. Uh, we've just touched on uh, Hickey Jam. The Judda eighty one He's sort of touched on uh, Mac Horton, Duncan Scott. Uh, in his uh, mailbox question to our stance, not standing on the podium, valid or like. I think we've touched on it. I think it's sort of valid. It's a nice stand that, clean athletes want to take against uh
1: athletes. They want to own their sport. Athletes. They want to own their sport and they want to know that the effort they're putting in when they're waking up at 4.30 in the morning every single day is justified. Because do, do they
0: have to do that because they're using a public pool? Why don't they just get up at Sometimes, nine? yeah. Just get up later, Like mate, in just... Great
1: Britain, apparently they've got three fifty 50-metre pools. So, yeah, I okay. mean, if you want to swim in a 50-metre pool, you don't really have a lot of choice. So, <laughs> in Australia, you have a little bit more, but not a lot of organisations... Own their own pool and certainly not a 50 metre pool to be able to have at their disposal. We've
0: got the shout out here from uh, Benjamin BR Caffey. Was that your man with um,
1: Cam Smith 400 games, which
0: was spot on? Did it was it last week or the week before? I think it was last week. I think week.
1: it was the week before. I thought we might have touched on it going into that week, saying Maybe. that he was going to pay 400. But, I... but
0: Benjamin makes the point absolutely outstanding 400 NRL games, and then when you add on rep football, you know, he's.
1: Just phenomenal, really. He's almost hit 500, and he's still going, still going and could probably go again. So he's look, he's an ornament to the sport, he's ornament an ornament to the Melbourne Storm.
0: Kind of transcends this Melbourne sporting market.
1: Very much very so. much
0: appreciated and recognised across codes. He's look, totally outstanding. So he's that's, got,
1: got the eternal respect of everybody in Australian sport, I think.
0: Fabian is still with us, he's just doing work. Um, and then we've got Andrew Male, lastly, he's a bit of off-season talk. He says it would be fantastic to land Stephen Canelio, but would it be better for us to land Papley, Riley Knight and Ed Langdon? Tom fills a gaping hole plus Knight and Langdon add depth. I think, yeah, look, I mean, it's the beauty of Canelio is if we can afford to get him and he's keen to come. And he's Italian. Potentially we could give up nothing to get him. Yes. So we've still got pieces. And they could do a bit more moving around if, if other guys are free agents to bring them in as well. Look, I think if we can get any of those guys, they if make puts, us better.
1: If he puts 1.4 on his head... Can the GWS match it? No, I don't think they can. So the I, thing with Geelong, Geelong's offer was so wasn't astronomical for Dangerfield. Yeah, that's right. So Adelaide were the first club to turn around and go, "No, we'll match it. Give yep. us more. Give us more." But well, so, i like to now, now, it now, now, so everyone's guys. in this cycle of give us more. We'll trade rather than take compensation. Yeah. Well, if I, I if, reckon if, we just yeah. so people start to get this in their head, oh, you have to give up two first-round draft picks for Stephen Cornelia. No. Blow the GWS out of the water with a contract. The only issue that that creates, and what Geelong and the Hawthorns of the world have managed to do, front-loaded is, well, and, and can you do that? that? That That's the question. If that's the justification... They're losing internally- players,
0: and they're, what they're doing is those teams are able to, the cycle that they're in is to lose someone they've acquired a couple of years ago on big money. They just bring someone straight in to that, replace that's them. That's exactly right. So, but that's a good question. I'd like to get like to get Canelio and Papley probably from that list, but Langdon would be good as well.
1: Ed Langdon's a very, very good footballer, but it's just not a position of need for us. If we're going to have Marchbank Doherty and back. Doherty's coming back and you've got Lockie Plowman down there and you've got potentially a Tom Williamson coming if through. If they're shopping Isaac Smith, would you go for it? Uh, depends on for the For leadership, price. maybe. He'd be a great mentor for Lockie o- O'Brien as well, but... Uh, I'd rather Still, He hasn't lost his pace. No, he hasn't. I, I would sooner Brad Hill before I got Isaac Smith, mm-hmm. but if that's what we need just to add a little bit of smarts around the club, I'd look at it.
0: Hill seems difficult for us to get just from, a, from how do we get him. His contract. Yeah,
1: All right. As I said, you'd get his brother. If you can get Stephen Hill's body right, you get as good a player, as good a runner, again, coming off you know a couple of shady seasons. Mm. But if you could get him right, you've got an elite player. You're paying less to get him too. And, and you're paying less to get him.
0: We're going to move on to the quiz now, see if Fab can go back-to-back on this one. Straight into it. Do I you think to...
1: Fab can go back to work.
0: <laughs> We've been doing enough of that. Uh, do you want to lead us off, Fab, or do you want to defer to Timbo to have the first question?
1: Yeah, I'm up for it. I don't care.
0: Okay, if Fab's trying to play a real straight bat with the quiz. It's not like a he doesn't bat. give a shit. You got your whiteboard marker there, Timbo? Just flicking around. Fabian, your first question. I told Tim to shut up. He's giving you the answer if you were paying attention. Ariane Titmus created headlines this week with her win in the four hundred metre freestyle at the world championships, handing which American star her first international defeat.
1: I don't know her first name, but it's the Lede- Ledecki. I'll give you that. Katie no, no, Ledecki. Stop scribbling the, the, the first he stolen The first couple of questions are just verbal. He yeah, could've he okay. could have stolen
0: it. But, right. but yeah, Katie Ledecki. Uh, just
1: want to show that I knew which was
0: excellent fantastic performance from Ariane I didn't realize Katie she's only like 22 yeah she's very I thought young she, was a bit she came older. on the scene as about a 15 yeah, year old phenomenal. She, she's been a jet she'll bounce back uh, uh, Timbo, Timbo apparently
1: she got a bit of diarrhea this week and she's pulled Apparently a, a lot of moments. them did yeah something that was going around the old Korean fried chicken yeah. isn't what it promised
0: Timbo your first question yep Australia have claimed
1: three gold medals in the pool thus far can you name the events uh we got the women's 4x100 freestyle we did We've got the mixed 4x100 medley relay. We did. And we have got the women's 400 hundred metres freestyle.
0: That is correct. One point to Timbo. <laughs> I like it how Fab answers a question. Swimming questions. I've got to answer three of them. Fab answers a question, that which was a Tim the back gave Elliot. him the answer to earlier. But boom guess what, guess what? Depends how closely you're paying attention, because Tim's giving you this next answer as well. The 2019 World Aquatics Championships are currently taking place in what country?
1: Korea. More information. Oh, we're not going to. It's definitely not North Korea, South Korea. Yeah.
0: So, no, bear in mind, he hasn't queued up the fucking Globetrotters music for yeah, that. He's exactly literally right. given him the two answers. Uh, Timbo, in a controversial 200 metre freestyle final, your man? Danas Rapsis. Danas Rapsis touched the wall first, but was ultimately disqualified. Can you name the Japanese swimmer who finished third, which was promoted to second? Who swam a Japanese national record in the final? Yeah,
1: you know, the funny thing is, I knew that I needed to check this out because uh, I thought it might have been the question coming because it was a very um, just the question, just the answer. To this thing. Was it a dead heat for third too? Just out of interest, was there and two ev- bugs beyond the blocks? Eventually, it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so this man ultimately wins silver. Do
1: I know the answer to the question, the Japanese two hundred meter swimmer? No, I don't.
0: Do you want to have a steel fab?
1: Well, can I? I'll, I'll say that his name is Sato. It's not. No, there we go. It's, uh, do you know it, Fab? Uh, Tommy Nakajima.
0: You don't know it, Miyagi. Yeah, uh, Katsuh- uh, Katsuhiro Matsumoto. I wouldn't have known. Oh. from the Japanese record. Uh, that's your second question. Doug, please, mate. Fabian, mm. Avengers Endgame. Allowed? Avengers Endgame now holds the world record for the highest-grossing oh. film of all time. A film that had no expectation or anticipation. No film has made more money. This is the first time in 45 years that that mark hasn't not has not been held by a film made by these three directors. So for the first time in 45 years, a film that hasn't been made by these or one of these three directors is the highest grossing film of all time.
1: So I've got to name three?
0: Yep. One point.
1: Ridley Scott?
0: Well, you got to, you're got writing down your answers, or are you?
1: I'm, I can verbally say them. Can't yeah. I? Ridley Scott? How many years? 45. James Cameron? Directors. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of the big...
0: They haven't really changed hands all that much after being set. If you will. Here's your third. Give me your third. Need it. Oh,
1: no. Michael Bay.
0: Okay. That's incorrect. You got one. Timbo's nailed it. Steven Spielberg set their record with Jaws. Lucas took it with Star Wars. I think Spielberg took it back with E.T.? Uh, and then obviously Cameron took it with Titanic and then overpassed himself, or took over with Avatar. So for the first time in 45 years, it is not a spielberg So how, Lucas, how are we allocating the points? It's one Three point. to me. <laughs> now, how are we allocating?
1: One, one point. Ten? Yeah, it's one to me. Because he out what?
0: No, because it was only worth one point. So, so I, got, I got one. No, you didn't. You need to get all three, because okay. Timbo got all three of the okay. Okay. swimming ones.
1: It's too old. There's something for him to complain about later on.
0: It is Timbo. <laughs> Avengers: Endgame surpassed Avatar atop the worldwide box office this week. Can you name the actor to have appeared in both movies? Given that I haven't seen the other one, so they're in both Avatar and Avengers: Endgame. It's a nice little thing to have on your resume. You're in the two highest-grossing films of all time.
1: I don't know it enough of the, the names of the blocks that don't are in got Avatar. It. I don't got
0: it. You want to steal this one? Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana is correct. Boom!
1: Timbo. Is Zoe Saldana male or female? Female. Okay, there you go. She was
0: Natiri in uh, Avatar, and of course, um, Gamora.
1: She she played. uh, I could have only gone Sigourney Weaver's girlfriend in, uh... or Joel Edgerton. She's
0: also Uhura in the Star Trek reboot. Uh Uhura. Fabian, the first ashes test kicks off on the first of August at what venue? This is a bit of a throwback question for the quiz. Edgbaston. Edgebaston is correct. In Birmingham.
1: In Birmingham.
0: Question number four for you, Timbo. Records tumbles at Lord. Tumbled at Lords overnight. What embarrassing record did England's batsmen set in their innings?
1: Well, I would say they were all out in a session. They scored eighty-five runs. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't know what else you're wanting from me here. You're on the right track. So I'm right on all counts. No. It's just well, a, the question, the
0: record that they set, what's the particular record they set?
1: It would be the lowest score at home.
0: Incorrect. Fabian, you're not searching it, are you?
1: No. no I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even know there was a game on like... Okay. I'm going to have a stab at 85 because you said it before. Yeah.
0: No, that was their... Um,
1: no, all sh- out in 23.4 overs. It was
0: their shortest completed innings at home. 21.4 overs. 23.4. 23. It was their shortest completed innings. So he left that one on the table. Jesus Question Carlos. number tough, five tough for crowd. Fabian. Carlton's leading goal kicker this season is Harry Mackay. He's kicked 22 goals. Who was the last man to kick 40 or more goals in a season? 40,
1: 40 or more For the, the Blues. For the Blues. Eddie Betts.
0: Incorrect.
1: I'll have a crack at Andrew Walker.
0: Incorrect. The correct answer was Jeffrey Garlett wow. in uh, 2013 kicked 43 goals. Who, in
1: the robust discussion we had pre-pod, you thought was drunk at his exit in view. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what he was. Yeah, that's – yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say that, yeah. but uh, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. So it's 4-2 to two to Fabian at the moment. Uh, Tim's last uh, question. Here. Mick Malthouse said this week he still had to desire to coach at AFL level. How many senior VFL-AFL matches did he coach?
1: Obviously holds the record. I will take a guess, and I will say he coached eight hundred and six games.
0: Incorrect, Fabian.
1: Seven ninety
0: two. Incorrect. He actually, the record was seven fourteen. Uh, Just about got there. Seven eighteen. He ended up with. Get the whiteboards out. Fast money. Fabian leads four to two. Ready, ready, ready?
1: So so we're both going. What happens
0: here? So you both answer on your whiteboards. Tim. Oh, okay. So it's it's not speed. It's not Not speed speed anymore. Okay. But as quickly as you can. The German Grand Prix takes place at Hockenheim this weekend. Who was the last German driver to win the World Drivers' Championship? I like this one. You both got your answers. Questions in.
1: I don't don't like it at all.
0: Schumacher is incorrect. Fabian went Vettel, but then he got it right. It is Nico Rosberg. Uh, On the World Drivers' Championship. forgot about Vettel. Question number two. On the eve of Friday night's MCG blockbuster between Collingwood and Richmond, it's only right to cast our minds back to the preliminary final of last year. On that night, Mason Cox stole the show. How many goals did he kick? I'm in. Question's in. Timbo has gone for five. Incorrect. Fabian is correct.
1: With with what? Three. three. Oh. Yeah.
0: Fuck, man. It's six to two, Timbo. If Fabian's getting more invested in this quiz. You would have known it. Question number three. As round 19 begins, how many Victorian clubs occupy occupy spaces in the top eight?
1: As of this round. As of
0: we... the start of this round, how many teams are in the top eight?
1: Victorian clubs.
0: Victorian clubs are in the top eight. Hard up against the time here. Going to maybe maybe just make it. Going to need your answers. Timbo's in with two. That is incorrect. Fabian's in with three. That is also incorrect. A Four in the teams. A Hawthorne in the A? Geelong, Collingwood, Richmond, and Essendon. Essendon's in. Oh, God, I miss Collingwood. Oh, out, out of all of that, eight. I miss Collingwood. So <laughs> so they I both had the left th- that on I the table the there. Three. This is the chance for Timbo to pull one back. Damn. Who currently wears the yellow jersey in the Tour de France? Stage 17, I believe, has been completed. Up to stage 18 tonight. Answers in. Fabian has gone for Alberto Contador, who we established <laughs> last week, is having stake. Alaphilippe is correct for one point for Timbo's. Felice Caffousey. <laughs> uh, Julian Alaphilippe. Frenchman be a popular winner if he can get to the finish line in first we'll make place. i a prediction
1: for you. He won't? A Frenchman will win it, and it will not be Julian Alaphilippe. Oh. Interesting. It'll be Thibaut Pinot. Like the wine? Yes.
0: Excellent. Uh, which two teams will kick off the NFL regular season in just two months' time? So these two teams will play each other in, in the season opener. In the NFL. In the NFL. So uh, you get one point for each, I'll give you. So you don't need home and away as such. You don't need to get them in order, but just who are the two teams that kick off the season proper?
1: Just a stab in the dark. Just
0: a stab in the dark. For Fabian. No, no,
1: no, sorry, 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 no, sorry. Put so, no, no, no you put I, that I, I, answer in. No, no, I, I was thinking of another team. It's um, I'm guessing. So
0: Fabian's gone for the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Rams. Rams. That is both incorrect. Timbo's gone for Chicago versus the New York Giants. Correct on one count, it's the Bears and the Packers. Bears and the Packers. So that's six to four. Timbo's catching.
1: Hey, what's, what's he getting points for? You get one. He said one you get point each. Correct the answer. Question was wait, even okay, asked. so where did he get a point? Where did, he was? It was six to two. Philippe. Where's, Philippe. Philippe Kafesi. All right, just just. All I'm tracking that. How many questions to go? <laughs> six, I think. Jesus, let's do it.
0: Okay, so the question, of course, in a tie for twentieth, fourteen shots off the pace. Who was the best placed Australian in the British Open? Fabian went for Jason Day. No, I haven't. Yes, you did. Don't lie. You showed me the thing. St- I had Jason Day. Jason Day, but we hadn't locked it in. You're shitting okay. Oh, I reckon you've looked it up. I haven't looked it up. Okay. Put you you gonna go with Jason Day? I'm gonna go with Jason Day. Okay, well it's incorrect. Tim is correct, he showed me the board before. Cam yeah, cool. Smith. Cam Smith Of course Smith. he
1: did. Of course he did.
0: He did, Cam Smith.
1: Oh, stop it! It's best placed after the first round? Obviously I was watching very closely to see how my mate Gary Woodland was going, given that I'd backed him Not to well. win the British Open <laughs> rather than the US than, than the US PGA. <laughs> That's one of the greats. And then and then I went and got there was a a, a thing that came through that some arsehole What's had backed Shane Lowry Man. to win he did a reverse the here. US PGA but accidentally put him in for the British Open.
0: Yeah, he did a reverse Tim.
1: Yeah, Unbelievable. Re- <laughs> got He's him got at fifties as well.
0: Timbo is on five points, Fabian, just for your records. So the seventh question we're going to go to Carlton questions now, so no whinging from Fab. <sighs> Here we go. Nick Newman, unsurprisingly, leads the Blues for meters gained in 2019. Tell me which player sits second. So for total meters gained, this is only Carlton players. Nick Newman is number one. I think that's um, it's just by the by. We can we can expect that off half back clearly. Which player sits second for meters gained? Fabian. I'm thinking. Put that board a bit lower, Timbo. Just a bit worried about the... Can you give me an answer, Fabian?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with... Am I right? Jacob Weering
0: Yeah, Jacob Wietering? Yeah. Incorrect. Timbo's got it right. Sam Walsh. And an interesting stat because Sam yeah. Walsh actually leads the club for disposals. Wow. Wow. Second metres gained, and obviously outright leader in disposals. Phenomenal
1: season. But he'll drop off in a couple of years. He?
0: Oh, he'll be shit outs. Of course, course he yeah. <laughs> shit Enjoy him because now, because he'll be fucking terrible. Question number eight. Patrick Cripps is Carlton's centre clearance king. He's got 49 for the season. I think he's third in the competition, which is great for a guy that's missed a couple of weeks. Who sits second among all Blues? It's a bit of a stacked field behind him. So Cripps is on 49. And... This man uh, is second with 22, and it kind of reflects where that a lot of people go through the middle. Both incorrect. Is it Ed? No. no. Tim it, went for Ed Curnow. Is it Sam Walsh? It's not Sam Walsh. No. Fabian went for Paddy Dow. I thought
1: early early doors, you played a lot in the middle.
0: Paddy Dow's, there's a bit of a logjam behind Zach Fisher.
1: Wow. That's fish.
0: Love With um, fish. a couple of guys are on 20 and 19 and 18. Yep. Dow, I think, is on about 18. The fish fingers.
1: Love it. This
0: is not good. I don't have a tie break. We're tied. Um, what question is this? Question number nine.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Which Carlton player leads his team for free kicks for and against? In 2019. This particular player has won more free kicks and conceded more free kicks. And anyone else in navy blue? They've both gone Patrick Cripps, and they're both correct. Patrick Cripps, 34 free kicks for Cripper, 32 free kicks against him. I thought he was a bit stiff early last week. He had a couple against him that were uh, very questionable. questionable. And considering he was being molested at each stoppage... Ridiculous.
1: We, I, I always make the comment they love playing free kicks against him they for do. some reason.
0: There was one he gave away against us where he kind of ragged old Brody, which was a bit silly. Yep. But Brody wasn't facing the ball. Yeah. At the throw-in. Yep. Anyway. All right. This is for all the box and dice. We're seven apiece going into the last question. There are three points on offer oh, for this question. Which is good. Can you name...
1: The, I struggle to get one question right. Can
0: you name the three blues... To have taken the most contested marks in season 2019. So, who, which three Carlton players lead the Blues for contested marks? I'm just sorry, I'm just whilst, While we're waiting for Tim's answer, oh, i just gonna, Tim, here you go for the win. I'm just going to tee up another fucking question because I've got a, I've got a feeling we might be going into extra time.
1: You're running a thesis over there, Tim. Uh, just put down three names, mate.
0: What do we got? Timbo. Sorry, I've lost my sheet.
1: Oh, here we go. Who have you gone for, Fabian? I've gone for Harry, Levi, and Liam.
0: Harry, Levi are correct. So two points for Fabian. Who have you gone for, Timbo? Harry. Correct.
1: Levi. Correct. Jacob Wiedering.
0: Correct. Yeah! Liam Jones missed eight, eight <laughs> weeks. What, what on earth did you put him in for? <laughs> and Timbo has taken the quiz. Normal services resumed. He's back on top by his final score of 10 to
1: 9. I thought it was eight. Oh, yeah, 10 points. Sean yeah, yeah. just crossed the halfway line. Saw Timbo. Timbo's <laughs> pointed into the rim. Up, it's gone.
0: Ba boom.
1: And My- like Leonard Copeland at his best. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My next uh, my next tiebreaker potentially name,
1: name, name the, the guy who's won the NBA slam dunk contest. Oh, no. <laughs> <time. Lannard laughs> my my next well, tiebreaker.
0: So it's either gonna be that or
1: Brett Rainbow.
0: <laughs> Jesus. My tiebreaker question was which Carlton player has had the most running bounces?
1: Zach Fisher. Nick Newman.
0: Zach Fisher is correct. Oh, yeah, he's a bouncer. So Timbo, well, that's a that's a humdinger. That was a good quiz. It was a great quiz. She came over the top there, ten to nine.
1: Wow! Sorry, Fabian.
0: I'm, the, I'm fucking. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm relieved. because oh. I didn't have another question.
1: They love it. The listeners will love it too. Everyone loves it. It's just it's the globe trotters are back. Round the back through the legs.
0: Do you want to? Do we want to go over the question that got you over the line last week? Fear when the we beard, talk to about the
1: singlets, the four goals. When
0: we talk about layups, the
1: Man United. When we talk about layups, On a pre-season game that I may or may not have watched. You might more. as well have said, what's your great-grandmother's name, Fabian? And I'm trying to steal it. Who the hell would I know <laughs> my great-grandmother's name? Well, you're more chance of knowing it than me. The point was, you were given a question
0: with four points that you had a fair chance you of knowing. You gave him
1: a question with three points on swimming. No, I didn't. It was worth he knows point. more about swimming than I would about Man United. It was worth one point. It was one point. Bullshit. Either way. <laughs> All right. Oh... He didn't actually. Or did you say there was three, or name all of them? Because I said name. Or oh, maybe name actually. three a few weeks ago, and then you said your answer was six. <laughs> 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 Stick with what you know, mate. Shut up, Oh, the, the hell? That, that was the high, that's the highlight of the quiz so far this season. What is? <laughs> How many Australian number one golfers can you name? I can name Norman. I can name Adam Scott and yeah. Jason Day. I'll go for six. Well, the answer's three. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> like, shit.
0: Oh, the world's a better place
1: when Timo wins the quiz. Sorry, Fabian.
0: Because Fabian pretends he doesn't care. He was up and about. When he had you on the ropes early at five to two, might have even been six to two.
1: He had me six to two. He
0: had you six to two. He had you on the ropes. You were fucking swaying. You couldn't get your hands up. You were like our mate Anthony Joshua. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, the good thing that I didn't chat about before... Said didn't come back and win. <laughs> Julian Alaphilippe said uh, <laughs> after the last... No one cares. Uh, After the last stage... Um, Shit! People fast forward through the Tour de France. Just beep, 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 beep Toughest beep, beep. stage on the Tour tonight.
0: Alpe the, d'Huez? Uh, Alpe
1: got, d'Huez? Well, no. See, there's no Alpe d'Huez and there's no Mont Ventoux this year. But, uh, oh, what? But, what? But they are in the Alps. How could there be no Alpe d'Huez? Well, there's two... You know, zero category climbs tonight, so they're going through the Alps, they're just going up different mountains. What's Alpe d'Huez? They're not going up Elp Dues? So but what's year. category that? Oh, it's a zero category. Oh, they go backwards. What do you mean?
0: Like wouldn't it wouldn't it like the like a category five the
1: Oh category five is a little hill and then four a bit more steep. Well, that's so, weird, isn't it? Wouldn't it yeah, be so the other way around? A first category category climb is like one of the steepers and then yeah. they go this you know, it's called hors category, H O R S, which is obviously like French for yeah, zero or nothing yeah. or whores. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is hors d'oeuvres? Because that's H O R S as well.
0: Isn't it O apostrophe something? Or
1: well, maybe before. I don't know. But anyway, it's the steepest. Accord, French is not our. The <laughs> it's forte. on the Ultra Cotton uh, <laughs> menu. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, it says H C on the profile, which means a zero category climb. So, for what Why?
0: Why is old mate Phil Liggett not doing it? Because he's old.
1: Who cares? The he man's just, retired. But he just sits in a studio it's and... two weeks of the year. Hey, mate, don't shoot the messenger. The, the old bloke's probably sitting back drinking a bit of Tebow Pinot and loving every moment of it, which was a really well, hopefully good Latour really reference there if you're following it. It's, it's, Mike Tomolaris commentates like he's not enjoying himself. Yeah. He rides it hard, yeah. Who Did you the, see there was two blokes that got kicked out of the tour last time? I
0: heard about that, but I so don't Luke know So Luke Rowe
1: from what is Team Sky, Team Ineos... Which are part of Geraint Thomas's team and, you know, big, big, you know, key backup rider to be able to help him go back to back. I had that um, for Sean, but Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, he and Tony Martin, Tony Martin's a former world champion, uh, Tony Tom Martin, Tony Martin, no, com- no, no, com- comedian they generation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they got expelled from the tour because they had a little bit of a Sun Yang, Duncan Scott esque tete a
0: Did they all? Did I see this? Was mm-hmm. this
1: a few days ago again? No, it was like yesterday.
0: What am I thinking of? Wasn't there some guy who he – no, sorry. I'm thinking of the guy we spoke about who just – I think it was last week. He just, like, said, I've had enough.
1: Yeah, and that he was just, Rowan Dennis. And he
0: just said, I've had enough.
1: I think he mentally cracked because yeah. the next day was the individual time trial, which he won at the last tour. Or, or is reigning world champion in he, he
0: went missing for like an hour, didn't he? Yeah, they, they
1: didn't know where he went. And I I, th- I think he had... Was he on his bike? No, no, no. He went to like the team bus or something. But I, I, I think he had a breakdown. Oh, I, okay. I think he had a mini breakdown. Went and climbed up to us. He well, said, I'm doing I, this I,
0: if it's on the tour or not. <laughs> on my <me> own. <laughs> Get the stopwatches out.
1: So yeah, now it's going to be interesting. Geraint Thomas fell off his bike yesterday Shit. or the day before. It's like not having a Grand Prix at Monza. Not going up the Alpe d'Huez. Oh, they, no, they don't do, it, they about don't do it every year. the only thing I know. Yeah, no, they don't do it every year. Alpe
0: d'Huez is like, that's the... It's
1: iconic. It's, yeah, it, it is, that, that is iconic. And Mont Ventoux. Evidently, I think Mont Ventoux is a... That sounds like m- a pen company. It's it's a longer... That's Mont Blanc. Uh, it's a <laughs> lo- I think it's a longer climb, but it's not as steep. Um, but anyway. I always
0: love the one where, you know, like the Tour de France is... It's iconic for its stage finishes and it's a rapid race to the line, and it's just hell to scale. To these guys are riding faster than you can possibly imagine. It's just phenomenal. And then, like when they're going up the hills, it's literally you fall over the finish line.
1: You could, you could. Well, I remember a couple of years ago when um, old, made, old mate had the issue with his bike and he started running. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought, "I am going to go quicker running up the hill than waiting for my support." That? Well, I guess you get there in the end. I mean, you're not giving yourself an advantage. Does you? he?
0: Did he have to? Did he have to have the bike with
1: him? Well, no. I think you cross the line. Oh, okay. Because I mean, the next day you'll have another bike and you'll ride that. But if you say, "Fuck it," I'm going to lose the bike and I'm going to run across the line. <laughs> when you're going a 230-kilometer stage, good luck. When they measure who crosses the line first, it's the the wheel, front wheel. <laughs> so he <laughs> gets three it, kilometers down the road. He goes, he goes I'll, "I'll run fight. with my wheel." I ran all the way here. <laughs> Where's st- your bike? Oh, don't Fuck. tell me. Don't tell me. I need the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
0: Could you not then at to d'Huez? Just ditch the bike at the bottom and just, as the bird flies, just scale the mountain.
1: If you're Edmund Hillary, maybe. <laughs> do the mountain. <laughs> yeah, do the mountain. I don't want to do it anymore.
0: Just run through the fucking forest. <laughs> that was one of my favourite... Um, there used to be an old website called Encyclopaedia. Yeah. It's probably still running. It was like... It was just deliberately... It was almost like the birth of, in a way, it was a forerunner of that meme <laughs> remix culture.
1: What? What? <laughs> Just because he cleared the card doesn't mean we can talk for two more hours on the fucking tour. But I'm just trying <laughs> to make the point. Can we wrap this up? There was this
0: thing with uh, Hulk Hogan, and basically, you would write fraudulent bios of these people. It was quite funny. It
1: Was like Wikipedia. It it was, was Wikipedia, but just
0: up. and but it was just imagination run wild. Open slather. And some of the stuff was like not funny objectively, but some of the stuff was unbelievably like hilarious. Clever, yeah. And had like one with um, you know, like the little photos on Wikipedia with like a little caption about like. <laughs> You know, uh, Garan Thomas, you know, 2018 Tour de France winner. They had a a gif of Hulk Hogan, like, really sweaty and oiled up, like, flexing (laughs) wildly. And the the caption was, I remember reading it and genuinely crying. It was um, Hulk Hogan shortly after winning the Tour de France on foot. (laughs) (laughs) On foot! (laughs) (laughs) There There was something about it that was just so preposterous. It was just so perfect. And they had all these like recurring jokes about like Oscar Wilde quotes, like Oscar Wilde misquotes. It was like always the first part of your page.
1: There was like a golf, a, a, a nice world. And like there was like uh, Russian reversal. Spoiler. It was
0: fucking brilliant. It was so funny. I'm probably going to go on the website
1: tonight. <laughs> um, Zion, $75 million US shoe deal. With who? Nike.
0: When's he going to just be Zion on the back of the scene? More oh, specifically, it's,
1: is it, it's Jordan brand. Uh, I think they were saying that they wanted it to be. They thought that would be the right outcome, but apparently it's just Nike.
0: It's weird. Yeah. I'd heard Jordan Brand, but I'd mean, i only seen that on Twitter.
1: And who is the only player with a shoe deal that is worth more?
0: I'm going to say Kawhi Leonard.
1: LeBron. Shit. $87 million. Is that a year? In 2003. No, I think it's just that it's like what you sign on for. For X years. And then that covers you for life or 10 years or 15 years or whatever. And so, evidently, Michael Jordan's deal that he would have signed for would have been far, far less. He's with Jordan brand. It's Nike, Nike. It's Nike. It's, it's just a subsidiary. I thought I read something that He'll saying they thought Jordan's that he like would be Russell, wearing... Russell yeah, yeah. Westbrook wears Jordans. Well, that's what... They, I, I read something where they were saying they thought that it would be better if he was in Jordans into money that he was not. But maybe... maybe it's I a weird one, isn't it?
0: Because it you is. sort of want to be your own brand, but oh, it's... totally. Like, there's more money in, in guys... Forging their own Kobe's got his own 15, shoe, yeah, yeah. and you're like, I suppose he's only just out of the draft, isn't he? How's he going with the Weight Watchers?
1: I think he's still 290, six foot five, 290.
0: He and Stewie Jr. need to get the bow flex out,
1: <laughs> the uh, the shake, they need to get <laughs> the man shake, <laughs> fucking uh, the shake weight. What was John Abdo? What was he flogging? What was he like on? He was the uh, all
0: I remember is Billy Blank's typo. That's
1: right. Billy Banks. And yeah, you know, the You got a door. You got a door, you got a gym. <laughs> got a gym. <laughs> I could just
0: <laughs> I could totally imagine strapping that thing to a door and then like doing one rep and the door flying off, <laughs> hitting me it's, in it's the happening.
1: face. Well you see them on all the uh, stuff ups on YouTube. It's you usually know? That's one of the most thing, common ones. chin up yeah in the door, the door jam. Yeah. It's <laughs> fantastic. And then end, all of a sudden someone's legs are in the air. You
0: end up pulling the frame off the yeah, door. Exactly right. This is my father
1: in law tried it when Ninja Warrior started Oh no! We were trying to, With a chest we're, we're, expander, we're talking about <laughs> grip strength and stuff, you know. Those like, so he, he he clawed on both sides of like it's like a door opening, you know. Like he got like the the
0: door top of the door frame,
1: the door frame like on each side. So you got what oh. centimeter and a half on each side. <laughs> yeah. So he's got that, and he's done a chin up. And, up. and I was like, look, like, we were genuinely impressed. Like he's hanging. That's there, a good effort. But then his like, his fingers go.
2: And he's fallen from about five foot.
0: (laughs) Was there any concern for him at all? No, we laughed. Bear in mind, this is the same man who's still carrying a severe toe injury from a game of backyard soccer. In
1: 2008. (laughs) (laughs) He got turf toe in my backyard in 2008. 11 years ago. Yeah. On cold days, his toe still hurts. (laughs) Probably actually injured something. Oh. Yeah, he got turf toe, like he, he full on all the ligaments and stuff, and he, he stuffed them like right up. <laughs> and he never got him fixed. I don't know if he
0: can. Can you?
1: I don't I know. Know. Sandilands hasn't. Sandilands no. has probably had the injury just just as long as Davo has. And uh, oh, Dave Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: Jesus! Well, that wraps us up. Finally, Con- congratulations, Timbo, back on the winners list. Seven from eight.
1: You can edit some things out of that. No, Tour de France. Bit. Yeah. Specific Maybe. shout outs. Specific shout outs. You know, I thought one of the questions I might was edit out gonna the, be I might
0: edit out the fucking shout out you gave to the competition. <laughs> I, don't oh, to, yeah, I don't seem to I don't seem to recall watching the Coles little minis <laughs> ad and seeing a shout out for fucking Safeway in it.
1: <laughs> Good point. Um, I was certain one of the questions was gonna be what were the two elevens called in the Australian Intra Club Pre-test match.
0: I had no idea what they to that, that was is. the
1: Haddon eleven and the Hick eleven.
0: Oh, you okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Oh, sorry. I initially I thought you were meaning like the batsman, or no, the, no, no. the player. No, no, but that's the what teams, they called
1: the, the teams. The Haddon eleven and the Hick eleven. I would
0: have let them name themselves.
1: <laughs> what are they going to do? McBoatface. <laughs> yeah, oh, fucking exactly last right. year that.
0: For me, Sean Peter, much. thank you very much for quiz winner Tim Davis.
1: Thank you very much, Sean. It was always a pleasure. It's great to
0: have you back. And for a quiz loser, Fabian
1: Waddingall, you know, Fabian. See you later. See you later. I'm flat. (laughs) Move on.